Hello, and welcome to Midweek Gaming. I'm back, Stubbs. Sorry I wasn't here last week. Uh, Mr. Toshi took the reins last week, and some of you may have missed it, some of you may have not. Uh, basically, what happened was I, I've had a week off because I unfortunately fell over, I fell over on some grass, my, knee, my, my ankle twisted, my knee popped and I couldn't get up. And basically what happened was I broke my knee. So I had to have surgery. Everything's okay. Uh, it's just basically a case of recovering now and the fact that I am, I'm, I've got a makeshift setup here, live from my bed in my living room. So I'm making the effort, people. But yeah, thanks mm -hmm. for all the well wishes on Twitter and various podcasts and various chats that have been asking how I've been doing. I really appreciate it. It's hard, It's an hard thing to go through, but, you know, because life's different at the minute because I live downstairs and I can't go very far, but, you know, I'll get there because it will be it will be all, all good in the end. It's not a permanent thing, but it's all going to be good. So, welcome, Mr. Tushi. Thanks for taking over the duties last week. No problem. And removal sanity as well. And why you had your hiccups, Mr. Removal Sanity just stepped in. Like I need an excuse to talk. Exactly. <laughs> you both good then? Yeah. I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah. You're doing well. You're doing well. Was uh, obviously was a bit worried about you. You know. Uh, so I think it's not nice to hear. You know, it's not nice to see accidents from your friends, and regardless right. of what it is, you know. So it's good to hear that you're on the mend. And I've yeah. obviously we've been we've been DMing on a regular basis, so oh, it's good it. to hear that you are. Do appreciate it. It's you know, I'll get there. It's just not something I ever thought I'd have to do. My, the, the way I'm living at the minute is not something I ever thought would would happen. But they always say you never know what's coming around the corner. Yes, and it's I, true. I, I definitely didn't. I definitely did not see that coming. So <laughs> the minute I'm also on a, I'm also on a diet. I'm only eating what I'm supposed to eat um, meal wise. I'm not eating any crap. So. The weight's going to come off me, and I'll be hopefully half the size I am eventually. So that's all good part of the plan to um, get me up and running. Because obviously, I can't. It's my left knee. I can't weight bear. They're saying for for three months, so I can't really properly walk. Start getting walking mm. until next year. So weight loss will help immen immensely because I've got drive to do it. I actually, it's not like I'm pretending. A lot of people say they're going to lose weight, but I actually mean it because I can do it and I've got a purpose to do it, you know. Sorry for cheating my McDonald's earlier. <laughs> Regardless, <laughs> we're all here for you, mate. If you need a bit of a help or you need a little bit of a boost in the morale, I think oh, everybody in the gaming community is going to help you out regardless. It's been immense. Thank you, everyone. Welcome, VJ. Thanks for coming by again and... Being our lovely co-host, and how are you? Uh, not too bad, thank you. Uh, really appreciate you having me back on the show. And uh, yeah, was um, was really excited when I heard um, the indie gamer was going to be back on. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> I was trying to get the message last night. He says, "Have you got a spot?" I said, "Yep." Yeah. It's up to you if you want you to. Meant, you meant no, you meant, you meant a no, lot of tea. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I said you know, I said no no pressure. I said, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fill it. I'm not gonna fill it. So you, if you want to come, if not, 
But couldn't yeah. resist it. Couldn't resist <laughs> spending more time with you guys. <laughs> I much appreciate the indie game coming on. Now, is this your first podcast, Ronan Samurai? Yes, it is. Yes. How Thank are you for having me on. I'm very How good. I'm doing I'm doing very good. Thank you. Good to hear. Good to hear. We're more worried about you that you know you broke your knee recently and it's not something nice to hear, you know. I've I've had a lot of leg injuries and I know how how tough they can be to recover from. But it's good to see you, you know, on the show and you know feeling better after your surgery. Oh, most definitely. I mean, that day, I mean, my my surgery was for three and a half hours. I went down at half past twelve, and they did the here's the kicker. I get down there, I get into the <laughs> surgery room. They sent the they, they they got the wrong person. It wasn't me. They're after, so I had to go into a different room, talk to the doctor. I was I was going it meant to due to going at one o'clock and I didn't come round till about half past nine at night. Oh was, dear, oh, that's not that's not good to hear. Going into a room saying you're the wrong person. They knew who I was and what was because he talked me through it. And the thing was Got you in for some brain surgery instead today, (laughs) (laughs) Just shave this off here, cut a bit better out, it'll be fine. (laughs) He's now got a memory of a twenty year old, he can recall (laughs) everything. When I I come out of recovery, they kept me down there for quite a bit because I was having hallucinations as well. I was hallucinating. So uh, they eventually got me back on the ward about Eight, nine, half nine. I don't know because I rang my wife and I video called her and I scared the crap out of her. I shouldn't have done it, but I wasn't really aware of what I was doing. I've never yeah, had after... surgery. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I've had um when I broke my uh, when I broke my knuckle, I had a boxer's fracture. Yeah. Um, I had to get I had to get it surgically done. So um after <laughs> so after my uh, after my surgery, I was on anesthetics. And I was telling, and I was teaching the nurse how to do exercises. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the joy of uh, drugs. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be captured as a soundbite. I'm going to do a few shout-outs because there's quite a few people here already. Welcome, Warwick Gaming. I won't say the whole name. There's no need to. It's quite a long that you change your channel name. Well, I'm just not getting caught out this time. Welcome. <laughs> go, go, I was about to shout the, the panel out then. Go Force Gaming. Welcome, Shonsu. Welcome, War Stew. Welcome, Geeks Gods. Thanks for stopping by. Who else we got? Welcome, Cerebral Paul. Hope you're doing well. Welcome, Mike Robinson, who also, it's Homer J9, um, Homer J1889 off Twitter. Oh, yeah, I know you. Thanks for stopping by, mate. <laughs> who else we got? Who else we got? Oh. Welcome, Cool Kid fourteen seventy one. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah, well, good panel and a good some interesting topics to talk about. We have today, and hopefully we get get going soon. Uh, now, if you want a cool gaming website, you can't try it currently, but please bookmark www.bg4ghub.com. The site is there currently. You can't access it. It's 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 having a rebrand, the refresh. It's going to have a whole new look and everything. So keep keep your eye on that page. It's going to look really. Obviously, they're going to start advertising when they're going to when they're, <laughs> they're going to rebrand. <laughs> Mr. Toshi's changed his his uh, avatar to Sam Fox. 
<laughs> if we start seeing VJ swoon, just slightly back away. <laughs> so it had to be done. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Right. That's better. So I don't know if all of you caught it or not. I mean, I just want to talk from it. I want the perspective of how, if this was to become a standard throughout games, how this would be really negative. Now, I believe it was. I don't know if any of you have seen this. So any anyone who's seen it more, please talk about it. That game NBA, I believe it's two K twenty one, had an advert put into it that was unskippable. And, it, and the community reacted quite badly to this. Did any of you lot see this? And what were your thoughts on... Okay, it's something mine, I'm saying, complain about it. But if you don't talk about it, you don't whinge and they don't... If, if you were to basically let this go and not say anything, you'd have every single game doing it. You would. You know, and said, I, I understand money's tight with devs and every extra bit of money generates more cash but i just think it would set a bad precedent if that was to become a, a thing in the whole gaming industry i know i've been a bit over dramatic with that welcome shiz now elite what um did you catch that indie game or have you got any thoughts on that um so this if, uh, maybe a, quite a bit three three weeks ago or so was that was you the one you meant that re- that instance mm. um yeah it may have been, yeah yeah, yeah. um Firstly, I don't know if I don't know if you missed my intro or it was just me missing it. But um, if you missed me, I just wanted to say thanks for having me on today, and th- yeah. it's great to be spending the time with you know all you guys, uh, Mr. Tushi, VJ, my man, always, with sanity, my man, and good to be on the podcast with Ronan Samurai on his first occasion as well. Thanks for having me on, Stubbs. And oh, yeah, into the question. <laughs> Sorry, I don't oh, know if you, no I see how professional right. that was. That was just straight. <laughs> well, I know you don't do professional. It's all laid back. But I just wanted to make sure my gratification was out there for being. On and uh, hanging with you guys, <laughs> we're trying to break my world speed record of talking there. <laughs> it was a little bit then, actually. <laughs> I'm taking a leaf out of your book, my friend. You are, you know, an inspiration to me, uh, after all. <laughs> but yeah, it's great to be on with you guys. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> I'll show you have some fish and chips later as well. Oh, thank you. Anyways, yeah, I think I can't, I vaguely remember this being discussed a little while back. Um, and it's with adverts, um thrusted into your games is that what you're talking about stubs yeah, yeah right. and, it, and it, it's not like you know how in some video games you'll probably have you know like in sports in normally you have like adverts on banners and stuff now that's different yeah. but apparently this advert was actually unskippable and you had to watch it yeah i mean i think it's it's this all down to how how it's done at the end of the day like you say if it's if you're playing fifa or something and then you've got like uh, adverts on you know the banners around the edge and stuff like that that's totally fine because that actually adds to the experience of the game exactly. um but you know if it's actually like you know half time or something or it just cuts in and it you know it's like one of those un, un unskippable ads like you get on um youtube sometimes and stuff yeah. and that's totally not cool it, sh- it shouldn't take you out of the experience if it's there to add to the experience that's uh, as well as do an ad- a job of advertising like product placement and stuff like that then that's okay by me um because it can work well and you know like they kind of been even then i did like um sunset overdrive has her so it was had a comedic mm. way of showing like off product in it in that with the um energy drink and stuff like if it was to have something like in that game uh then that's totally cool but yeah again i don't mind if it had like sponsorships around the edge of a football game or like a sports match um 
because that all adds to the whole like immersion factor of, of playing a sports game and stuff. But if it cuts into your um, your actual game time, if you're playing like whatever game it is, and it just cuts in and it takes you out of the experience, then that's not cool in my opinion. It should be done in a different way. Oh no, most definitely. Yeah, I definitely agree. I agree. There's a few people in the chat saying, uh, Homer J said, um, to be honest, Madden have been doing this for years a half time, but it, it was always possible to skip it. And Grit Geeks God said they've done this before and they're probably yeah. trying again, you know. They're probably trying to tweak it to the point where they're seeing where they can get away with it, you know. Yeah. I mean, like with sport, like I say, with sports games, it's slightly more acceptable because sponsorship is a part of sport anyway nowadays in real life. You know what I mean? So that's probably why they feel like they can get away with it. But oh, um, it's just how they do it. It's all about the implication. The um, you know, uh, the the uh, oh my god, I've forgotten the word. The yeah, implication. The way the way it's done, basically. You know what I mean? Um, it's the way. Uh, if if they do it in the wrong way, then it's not cool. But they they just have to walk that fine line. I think, in my opinion. Anyway, I've talked enough, so. You have some valid points on it. It's, it's, yeah, you are right. It's all in moderation, basically. If you can get the if you can get the balance right, then it's, it's all, the, all for the best. But yeah, that's how yeah. it's done, as you say. Um, have you got any thoughts on this, uh, Ronan, Ronan Samurai? <laughs> I mean, I yeah, 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 yeah. But basically, like, this isn't a good thing because you know, once you put unskippable ads there, a lot of companies will come to you for promotion and putting their products there and stuff, and that will just increase with time. So, if a lot of people allow it and don't speak about it, it will just continue. And EA will learn from this, and I don't like that. I don't like that at all. EA will look at this and be like, "We can do this too." Yep, exactly. Mm. That's the worst company to a. Uh... Give ideas. That is, I mean, I mean, soon you'd be playing Battlefield and you'd be mid, you'd be mid shooting, an advert will come up and you'd be dead. <laughs> oh my goodness, that would be horrible. That would honestly be horrible. Oh, but you know, like I played two K twenty. I played two K twenty, and there's a lot of ads. But you know, like I've even seen my little brother play it, and he just skips through everything. Like now that it's unskippable, it will take away from that experience about mm. enjoying the game, especially when next gen is all about quick, the hardware being quick to load, quick to play, getting into the game straight away. But then you have an ad that you can't skip. I mean, even in YouTube, you have the five second ads where you can skip anything longer than that, and you'll get, you start to get annoyed. Oh my yeah. YouTube. With YouTube, though, you're not paying for it, so it's acceptable, in my opinion. YouTube oh, is a yeah. different thing. They That's how they are making their money out of it. So you're getting free free YouTube videos to watch at the end of the day. That's how they're making their money. They need some sort of revenue stream, if you see what I mean. Exactly. Oh. So it's even worse that we're paying £70 yep. pounds for it. Exactly. exactly. And they're making us see say, an yeah. unskippable yeah. ad. Exactly. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Welcome from Speculation. Thanks for stopping by, buddy. Um, yeah, no, you you are right. I mean, about about the unskippable ads. I mean, we just hope that they they actually did they actually apologised about it and made out it was some kind of we didn't mean to upset <laughs> you, but we're going to correct it. But they intentionally put it there, you know. But at least they admitted and they said they were sorry, you know. Yeah, but that's part and parcel of the of the course, isn't it? Put it in. If people don't complain about it, leave it there. If people do complain about it, oh, it was an issue. Oh, it's a glitch. Oh, it's a bug. 
Yeah. It was an yeah, hour. How many times have we heard that before? Jesus. That was after the backlash. They apologised. Exactly. If they'd come out beforehand, like an hour later, said, oh, Christ, sorry, we're sorry about that. It's a little bit of an issue, maybe. But no, they waited to see how it was going to be taken. Oh, and, what, and of course, it's going, to, it's going to make the money, isn't it? Let's face it. It's the same thing with any monetization. It will be pushed and pushed until there's a backlash. Um, and as a community, if we can get that backlash in a little bit early every time, then hopefully they will listen. Um, but yeah, they will push regardless because at the end of the day, it's a business. Well, to make money. Yeah, I mean, that was the same situation with, um, you know, like Spider-Man being 30 FPS and when everybody complained, they were like, oh, yeah, in boost mode, you can do 60 FPS <laughs> only after people complain. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all right. Yeah, welcome, uh, Wakanda News. And also, buddy, I'd like to thank you for dropping me the gift code for now in Indigo. I'm going to say this name, but Indy might have to save me on this. <laughs> Raji, an ancient epic. Game. No, no save needed. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> I've been playing it today. It's a very, very good game. I appreciate that. It's actually a very. I played a demo, and he messaged me saying, "Try this demo." So I tried it. He said, "Do, do you like it?" Then next thing you know, it's uh, it, it's appeared in my it's appeared in my uh, Xbox Live um, thing. He, he <laughs> nice. Yeah, he's very nice. Guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. Thank you for that. It's spread the, the community's uh, getting on the on board with Raji at the moment, which is cool. <laughs> I think he he was watching my stream of it, and then he bought it literally while he, while he was while he was watching my stream, and now he's passed on the love to you, Stubbs. <laughs> the Rakondo is a positive dude. <laughs> I forgot to talk about what we we're playing, but we will talk about that later because I haven't been playing no bangers late. I've just been playing. The indie games, baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> what, what was that, Ori? And, oh and yeah. Today and Raja. I know. I said. I know. I put on Twitter. Raji. Yeah. Raji. <laughs> yeah. Raji. You got it right. You got it right. You got Raji. it. You good. <laughs> I, I, I played Destiny, but it lasted about ten minutes and I turned it off. So. Out there. How do you? You ruined it. You ruined it. <laughs> well, at least you turned <laughs> it off. Though. That's good. You... <laughs> exactly. It's all good. It's good to see you playing some indies, my friend. It makes me proud. It's good to see me playing games. I, mean, I don't often play <laughs> yeah. that. Many. Today, I was playing. I was playing games for hours today. I was enjoying it. it was That's good. Because I was supposed to be a gaming content creator, so I should exactly. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's a know? fact, my friend. Exactly. <laughs> how, how are you getting on with Ori? Before, if we don't mind me asking. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's very good. I'm getting. I've got. I've got quite a bit past where I was. I think. I don't know. I, I saw your little oh. video. You, you were. Um, you got signed found... the Jinsei tree part, didn't you? So you're making way. That's kind of the first sort of like big moment in the game where you get to the Jin. Uh, do where you finish the Jinsei tree? That's yeah, an epic. Yeah. It's a truly epic moment. You will love that oh, bit. So I won't spoil it. No. It, <laughs> it, oh, sometimes the great. I mean, you watch every. If you want a good laugh, go on my Twitch channel. <laughs> I, was, what, I was playing um, Ori for an hour and 34 minutes and Indy was there most of the time I don't know if that was a laugh it was more like torture <laughs> yeah, I was torturing yeah, I would totally agree with that but at the end of the day I, that, I, way, I, that way jump jump it, it literally was, was playing, torture I was playing the game I don't know I just don't know how indie game indie game I held it together for that hour. <laughs> welcome Dragon Wolf welcome mate yeah. welcome boy You've been given a medal. 
Yeah, yeah. It was like seeing my son trying to ride a bike for the first time. <laughs> the problem, what you've just said there, right? I'm enjoying Ori. It's a beautifully stunning game. And you put Ori is a triple A laughing face. It's not a triple A. <laughs> actually, in essence, it, the, well, way, the way it looks and plays, it smashes a lot of, in, of triple A's. In, it's all about having fun games are. Absolutely. You shouldn't have to put a label on it, and we'll probably get into that later. If you know? you, I mean, he probably might be getting it. Yeah. Um, you know, the Will, Will of the Wisps is more uh, um, harder to define because of... Uh, we won't get into that because you've got many topics to get through. But, like, uh, like uh, or Will of the Wisps is, is made by Moon Studios, who are an independent developer, and that's how I look at it personally. Um, and, and, the, and the game you're playing is most definitely an independent game because that was mm. made, you know, Moon Studios, the first game. Uh, Blind Forest was 100% indie. Like this one is more, the second, The Will of the West is, is harder to define, but I still class it as indie. I would, yeah. yeah, I know it's on, on Switch Wars, too, but it, the IP, I believe, is still owned by Microsoft oh, yeah. Publishing. So, although, yes, it's on there, I mean, if you bought it on Nintendo, Microsoft is still laughing all, all the way to the bank. So, do you know what I mean? It's a very good, good game, you know. But More yeah, than that, my friend. Anyway, I've, I've got it's a, a masterpiece. <laughs> Does anyone else want to chip in? Uh, have you got any thoughts on on the two K twenty one adverts, VJ? Um, I did sort of sort of had a uh, a sort of an attempt at sort of um, breaking down a little bit about game ads and so on and so forth. I think back back last month or so, but I think product placements in games. Do, does have its place, I guess, uh, in, um, in terms of uh, grounding the game in reality. Um, you can also find, like, you know, the cool factor, right, in surroundings and items that feel, uh, say, familiar to you. Um, it, it was interesting because there was there were a few people, I don't know if you've played the Yakuza or Judgment, there were a few people that were complaining about, you know, product placement in that game. But for me, <laughs> it was like, you know, going to the vending machines or, or the popo shops, you know, all over the map, because um, they basically, the pop-up shops basically stand in for the official 7-Eleven stores, right, that uh, heavily populate the city of Tokyo. But, um, but yeah, you can go in there and purchase, like, um, and I know this, like, from jet lag, I would always go in and purchase uh, cans of uh, the ever-popular brand, uh, Boss Coffee. So, you know, that, that was great for me. And then, you know, I'm a big Final Fantasy fan as well, and, uh, you know, the pop noodles. And, again, you know, pe people are kind of making fun and saying, is there a place for this in video games? And again, it, it just, for me, it seemed like a benefit. And I think, you know, you only have to look back, what was it, Crazy Taxi? It had like Pizza Hut in it or something. Mm -hmm. But it never interfered with your enjoyment of the game. It was like, oh my God, there's, there's Pizza Hut, right? So I think games that are enhanced with uh, brand product placement or even um, retro game interaction, right, or integration, you know, and you often find like Sega arcades in Yakuza and Judgment and so on and so forth. And I think even Goyman Warrior, all the way back in the... Um, that's the legend of, uh, of the mystical ninja in, in, uh, for you guys in the West. Uh, on the Super Famicom and Super Nintendo also had like a, a little arcade. It was really weird, right? And uh, and you can go and visit it and play games like Salamander, right? And I, and I, and I used to put tons of coins in Salamander, right? Um, it was one of the, well, I probably still is for me, one of the best side-scrolling shoot-em-ups. And I obviously I really enjoyed R-Type 3 in, in the arcades. But... If and if you've got like sort of real ads, um, you know, which if you take like FIFA for example, um, and I think that's a good example, you know, where they have those sort of uh, rotating digital banners on the sides of the pitches uh, with official ads. Um, 
I think, I think if they've still got them, that definitely enhances and adds to the authenticity and realism of the gaming experience. Look, I'm mentioning all of these because it's not always bad, right? Having this kind of imp thing implemented if, if it's if it's to the benefit of, of everyone, right? Um, however, if if in-game adverts blatantly break the immersion and indie gamers, or I'm just repeating what indie gamers already said, to be honest with you, and serve up nothing more than a sort of dis distasteful or, I don't know, nauseating slap in the face, then I guess there's no place for it. And it's hard to sort of understand what, what Removable uh, Sanity pointed out um, in terms of why and in which world publishers seem to think it's beneficial or even okay to do so, right? I'm sure it's taking up development time and these guys are all about, you know, conserving costs. So it's, it's kind of mm. insane to me. And surely they, surely they can't be that out of touch to realize by impairing the engagement experience is, is going to... It's definitely going to grate against a, a player, regardless of apologizing and adjusting for it. It's going to remain in everybody's consciousness, right? For 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 her, for definitely for time to come. And apologizing doesn't really cater for the fact that the horse has already bolted, so to speak. So, I mean, we, we know the usual suspects. Some publishers will try and do whatever they can, right, uh, to the add to the bottom line, and, and we all know who those usual suspects are and who to look out for. But um, you know, it's going to be really interesting because I don't think we're seeing the last of it. And um, I think that uh, it's going to be really interesting. And maybe it's another topic, right, in terms of where this is all heading. So, uh, yeah, that's all I've got to say. I hope that was helpful. Yeah, no, you are you are right. I mean, as you say, there's been a general consensus. is If it's placed correctly and, like, you know, scrolling banners on the pitch and stuff, it, it, it's perfectly fine. You just got to get it correctly where you where you place it, you know. And not make it a toy advert where you can't skip it, you know, place it correctly, in essence. Well, in fairness, in to calibrate onto what VJ says, I don't think this is a developer choice. And we suspect it's probably going to be a management choice, and they've asked someone to implement this outside of the development team. I couldn't see, or if it's been pushed heavily against the developers wishes. yeah that's, um, that's specifically why i mentioned publishers doing this not development teams mm. exactly. um and it's just got making sure that's, that's a clear distinction which was which you were saying vj because i think sometimes developers get the, they get the brunt of the wrath when really it's not really them who are causing the problems agreed oh most definitely you got any thoughts on this mr tushi not really. No, it's pretty much been covered now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I've got the same as everyone. Is that I don't mind banners on the side side of the pitch sort of thing, but it's like like what you said. Imagine being in the middle of a match of Halo, then you get like uh, washing machines a little longer with cow gone. Like an advert comes on, <laughs> and then you, then you start shooting again. You're like, what the fuck? Exactly. Exactly. It's a heavy product play sandbox. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think if, if product placement is in, it makes this, it makes the game itself feel better. It, as you said, it, it enhances the game experience. Perfect. But when it's intrusive to the game experience, it is only going to annoy the player. Um, I suppose, really, these adverts aren't. If we think of it as a as a tool for what it is, it's not there for the average gamer. It's there for what we classify as the whales who see a product, see a placement, 
and can't help themselves. Exactly. You know, yeah, you're all right. So, right, got a few more people came into the chat. Welcome, Adia, dear. I, I hope I'm not butchering your name. Thank you for stopping by. Welcome, Pong Soul. We're going to have to stop meeting, mate. We, we see each other quite a lot in chat rooms, <laughs> in various different podcasts. We do. You're one of the best. Glad you clarified that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please drop a like and share this out. I know a lot of you have already. I appreciate it. And subscribe if you're new to the channel, if you want to keep up with the weekly podcast. Also, welcome the original Next Level Gaming. I presume that's Mike Mullers. Welcome. And welcome, Carlos Vermeera. Probably got that wrong. And welcome, I Still Rain. Thanks for stopping by. I appreciate you all stopping by. Now, I'm going to let um, Mr. Tushi handle this next one. It's the uh, what's the thoughts on the revelations? Because you asked a question on your YouTube channel about uh, what Quick Resume was about on their Series X and Series S. Would you like to elaborate and ask people what they think about it? Because you, you're yes. more clear than myself. It was a question that confused me. And it was basically uh, what happens if you're on your Series X, uh, you pause your game, you change, you, you start playing Halo for a few minutes, you jump onto xCloud, for example, play, jump on that, or you jump on the PC. What happens when you load up the game? Does it carry on from your last save or does it from quick resume from where? The series, but we actually found out that it quick resumes from where the Series X is quick resumed from, which is I don't understand how the hell they've done that. It's bloody impressive if you um, ask me. You know, yeah, you, quick resume from. If, if you're on your Series X, it comes up on the PC to say that um, it quick resumes from. It comes up on the PC to quick resume. Ah, uh, so for a different platform. So from yeah, and your, your yeah, Xbox yeah. to the PC. So you, oh, you mean cross-platform? Yeah, because what I was worried about was, say, for example, if I was playing Gears Five, for example, I paused it. It went into it went into quickly in the in the in the VRAM. Then I played it on my PC and I played it for four hours, for example. If I go back and save it, say if I went back on the Series X, would it load up my last save or would it carry on for quick resume? And what uh, Stallion eighty three done? He done that. And then what it what it done when he went back on the Series X? It said that. It come up straight away saying um, you've got a, a, a newer save from from the PC. Do you want to load that? And you actually load it straight from where you left on the PC. Which is really that's got to be to do with the cloud. It must be to do with the cloud then in some ways. It must be tied in so heavily that it, it just integrates that save regardless. <laughs> I don't know. I'm guessing here. It's great though. I like that. <clears throat> I'm in the back cave. <laughs> yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna work on Mr. Tushi's microphone with him. And he's far away from me, I think. That's that better. Yep. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. Better. Can you say all that again? <laughs> <laughs> what <are> you say? <laughs> can you can you can you explain the um the, the quick resume just for some people that may not have heard you? Um. Basically, if you're playing on your Series X and you've paused the game, pull it in quick resume, and then you go on your PC and you can carry on from your quick resume point. And then, say, for example, you do four hours gaming on there, just put, pause it. So once the game's saved, you go back on the Series X, you can carry on from where you left off on the PC. 
um, and it's vice versa works the same on both platforms, which I think is absolutely amazing because you can't you won't be able to if, if damage any of your saves like uh, load up the wrong one. It does it all automatic for you. I think, I think it's brilliant. I think it's brilliant. Does everyone else agree with that? I mean, I don't think it's a, it's a question you can really. It's, it's not an in-depth question, but what what does the panel think of this system? It seems really great to me. It does. It seems good to me because I play from Xbox and PC. So, yeah, great. Thumbs up. I won't say much. So I just cut off VJ. Sorry about that, buddy. What <laughs> <laughs> were you going to say, my friend? No, no, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Uh, I, was, I thought yeah, I heard it someone. Was, it was me. Sorry, Renan. Really. <laughs> you go ahead, no, that's, my friend. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> no, I think I think really like uh, quick resume is a really game changer. Like, I mean, some people are saying it's it's like, oh, why would you load five games? It's not about why would you load five games. What if your friend invites you to play a different game and you want to just quickly exit the game without having mm. to get to the next save point or anything? You just quickly exit and you go on the multiplayer game and you jump in with your friend or you jump in oh your friend said oh this game looks good and you just want to quickly view it because it's on game pass so you just quickly jump out of the game and you enter another game so without losing anything so i think it's a real game changer like it's it's a very good um uh, feature to have and uh, the the question mr tushi put on was really good because i didn't i even thought about it but i forgot to add it on so it's it's good that once you left the game on quick resume on your series x then you move on to your phone, for example, xCloud. You play, you continue from where you left off on the Series X. You save the game, and then you go back on the Series X. But the only issue is, is that it doesn't quick resume again. It has to replay the game, like um, restart the game from the beginning, as in um, you load, the, as in you just loaded up the game. It doesn't quick mm. resume when you go back yeah, to the right, save yeah. because it's a save. But it's still pretty good. It's it's still very good. It's still only about a nine-second wait as well, so who can complain about that, really? Oh, it's incredible. I mean, I've seen Warwick in the chat claiming that the... Let's have a look. What did he say? He claimed that basically the PS5 can quick resume five games and it was resume on the, P, the PC. Now, I have I have doubts about this because of the, of the save issues that the PlayStation system seem to have with, with carrying games over. They've never been heavily cloud-based and i think that you know xbox 360 heavily worked on cloud saves being the the common denominator so uh, th that does sound good if if it works you know you know i'd be dubious about it because xbox has put work into this for years and obviously quick resume is the new you know it's linked it's linked to the cloud it's a, it's got so much to do with the cloud obviously Welcome, welcome uh, back from the dead. Thanks for stopping by. I mean, yeah, I even recently it. had. Um, sorry to cut you guys sorry. off. No, um, sorry, that's fine. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, I even recently saw on Twitter that um, you know the Azure servers. I don't know how you say it, Azure. Azure. The Azure servers. Yeah, the Azure servers are yeah. now going to be linked with um, uh, what's his name, Elon Musk's new satellites. So the cloud service is, is going to take advantage of Elon Musk's uh, new satellites, apparently. Wow. And then Dr. Evil is going to come in. Yeah. <laughs> Use it as a laser. <laughs> That's pretty Yeah, when they were joke about it, saying that Microsoft's taking over the moon or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can get That's 4G crazy. on there now or something. <laughs> nice. You know, they're right. yeah. 4G on the moon. It's insane. Yeah, <laughs> it's a nice. Oh, um, what's that film called now? Um, 
The one with the Nazis on the moon. What's it called? <laughs> oh, I know what you're I know you're, yeah, I know what you're thinking of. I can't actually call it that. It's um, Iron yeah. Sky. That's it, Iron Sky. That's what it is. Isn't it? They all look there and having the bloody Wi-Fi up there, aren't they? <laughs> there is one question I keep asking. I still haven't, and hopefully the panel will probably have to answer this. I keep asking it. And people are put and Sushi's going to be grown when he hears about it. What about quick resume with other applications? Because uh, as well as games, I'm I'm the person who plays a game, switches to Crunchyroll, then switches to maybe YouTube, then switches to another game, and I've got like a, a set four or five, or in some cases, you know, it's a different. Even it's just maybe it's a community tab. Is that does it still happen? Is that being integrated into the other applications? And I, I have seen thought, nothing yet. I've mentioned that. I wouldn't have thought that would be that difficult with your apps, really. Video apps should be, should be very taxing, that shouldn't be. Well, well, clearly, obviously, YouTube, you won't be able to do that because you're obviously... Well, I don't know, because, I mean, I've gone back into my YouTube application and I picked up from the video I was playing, if I got out of it, as long as I didn't close it completely. So I'm supposing there is some sort of similar system, or maybe not, but... It's just it's one feature I have seen no one talk about. I wouldn't worry about it because think about it, they, they're going to be running off an SSD as well, so you're going to be loading that freaking quick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like on, on PC, that's the case anyway. When you run it, like I'm, I'm running off the uh, SSD, like I'm sure many you guys are, and it's on PC, you just come back in when you come back in and out like you want, really. It's not, you know, if you keep something open, you can go and have your dinner, come back later, it's still there, you know, you press play, you go. It's this. You know, next gen is just going to be, you know, better in every way um, with regards to that sort of thing. And, you know, if it's a basis they can do games like that, there's no reason why it wouldn't be able to do other apps as well, I don't think. I mean, that'd be brilliant. Say you've got a movie app, you're halfway watching a movie, jump onto a, onto a game, have a bit of a multiplayer because your mates called you over, and then get back to the movie again. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But the thing is, right? The thing is, all these apps are mostly online because, you know, Crunchyroll, Netflix, mm-hmm. Disney, they require an online connection. And you saw how it works with online games, which the game has to reload and open from the from where it left, to- like as in from the main menu, not from actually like inside the game. So I don't know how will that work with it. But I mean, mm. inst- I think it will instantly load as in like with anything else that's working on the Series X, it will instantly load. But... That's a good. That's a good question. As in, will it load from inside the video? Mm. But also, would that take of your internet speed, which you're using for the for a game or for a download? Or that's the same thing. Say you have it, Well, that's the same thing with two multiplayer games. Say I'm playing Titanfall two multiplayer, and I want to go into COD two multiplayer. I get obviously, you know, you you get out once you're out of the once the match is finished, you jump over to another match. But that's still you're still in say the lobby's area. You could be no one's. You just lose the connection to the lobby, that's all. Yeah, just lose the connection, yeah. Do you think you'll be dodging around that much, though? I mean, I I guess you might, if you're playing a single-player game and someone calls you over to play multiplayer, you go to play with your mates for a bit and go back to that single-player game. That's about the only time I think I'd ever really use this, So, I mean, it's just a really nice thing to have, but I'm... I don't, you know, it's not revol. It's well, it is kind of revolutionary, but it's it's not going to change things that much for me. I know VJ's all over it, but um, he's he's got a, a um, 
he's got a beautiful mind that can play five games at once <laughs> <laughs> and manage to be con- concentrated at all of them. So, but you know, for me, I have to concentrate on one at a time. But I, I don't know. It's just a nice these all these things. It's like everyone's going like 120 frames per second in Master Chief Collection now, which is awesome. But yeah, it's 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 a given in my opinion. It's just you know what I mean. It's going to happen. It's going to happen in a lot of games. All these things are going to happen, and you know, it's great. But, well, for PC gamers, you're used to it, aren't you? Let's face it. It's it's not nothing new to you, PC gamers. It's yeah, well, console yeah, on PC. Exactly. That's suppose that's what it is. Uh, Just have to, everything. Not wanting to sound like a tosser or anything, but <laughs> one twenty. What what low level frame rate is <laughs> it's that? True, yeah. It's well, not yeah. four thousand six hundred. <laughs> I'm not interested. Well, the fact is, like, I mean, especially playing indie games, like, I'm I'm never low. Yeah. I'm always like 144 because uh, that's the maximum my my monitor can do. So if I if I was um, if I had a higher refresh rate on my monitor, I'd probably be get, knocking out more frames than that on the regular anyway. But um, mm. yeah, I'm always I always set at one forty four frames on all every game I play. So on the PC, so yeah, it's, it is a great thing. Frames it is definitely a nice thing to have, um, and it's great. Not that it's be... or anything. No, well, I just thought you had sound like a toss. I, I did try not to, <laughs> but you did force me into it. <laughs> you console peasants with your 120 FPS. <laughs> you don't know this could this could be the this could be the thing that brings PC and console people together. Oh, FPS yes. yeah. always, yeah, yeah. yeah no, nice. it's 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 nice. Uh, yeah, it's great. There's going to be more like really available across the console. I did try and avoid saying that, but you did kind of make me have to say it. <laughs> <laughs> but it is nice though. Everyone's, you know, we're going to be in that, um, in that yeah, place. With the, I think it's good. The frames, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. So, <laughs> I try and move it on a little bit now. Yep, yeah, that's interesting conversation. Welcome, Avish. Thanks for stopping by. And uh, I don't maybe heard me shout you out with uh, original next level gaming. Welcome, Mike Mullis. How are you doing? Um, next question. Now this is a bit of a loaded question, so you don't have to answer every individual one. Nacho cheese loaded. How will <laughs> Xbox manage all their studios? Has Xbox learnt enough in how to retain and develop studios? So, in reality, as Matt is Matt Booty capable of this massive, massive job with this massive load on his shoulders? Operating because it's it's quite a big powerhouse now. Xbox Game Studios. What are your opinions on this? And I'm gonna I'm gonna flip to VJ straight away on this one. <laughs> nice. Oh dear. Oh dear. My podcasting lifetime is gonna be quite short. <laughs> um, I don't know. Microsoft are a strange company. I just have to go on my personal experiences with those guys. And um as a company that they they as a company any sort of endeavor that they sort of proceed towards uh, or set up a business they they always set it up and it's like the handshakes here's your freedom but don't fail and uh <laughs> and, and it's just, just just the way they work and uh i i, I understand all the public facing comments and pr and press and and how people sort of love to sort of enamor themselves with oh my goodness this is a company that you know loves creatives and so on and so forth but uh that's all public facing right at the end of the day so um but that in itself that handshake for me is just already just even before anything's begun has uh, restricts creativity and, and risk and uh, Microsoft for me a, a, 
I'm hoping that they've changed, but I'm just talking about the past tense, right? Because we have no idea what these new new studios are all going to deliver. But Microsoft, just for me, have always been really similar to Electronic Arts in uh, in terms of their sort of production methodology, uh, profit predictability, and, and shareholder satisfaction. But we as consumers don't always want to see that side of it. And I can understand that, right? When you look at video games as an escape, right? We want them to be the best that they possibly can. And when they're not, you know, we're in this new era of, okay, it's not it's not fully baked now, put it back in the oven, which which, which is fine, right? To, to, to a degree, right? Uh, but not if they're not making the necessary changes in, in order for that, uh, in order for it to improve. Uh, my fear is that the they are the sort of the least creative and uh, creatively brave, can I say, company out of the three platform holders um, as it's sort of, uh, it's sort of locked into sort of, um, how can I put it into, they're more, they're more in, rather than incubating and developing students, I think they're more into sort of purchasing companies and so on and so forth. And they've done that a lot. And um, we don't sort of particularly love electronic arts, right? Who've spent what? Um, I, I don't know how many billions, right, in acquiring studios and so on and so forth. And it hasn't always worked out for either company, right? And and, I, and everybody, I don't want to go through the list of every single one. We all know who, who those who those companies are, right? Mm. Uh, but Phil may, Phil's, I, I can understand, but everybody says that, look, Phil's different. You know, he's, he's very, very different. And uh, he's not part of the old regime. I mean, he was there at the time. So it sort of begs the question, what was he doing during that time when all this was going on? Right. Um, but Phil may have uh, dreams um, to be to be more acclaimed as a, as a development company, as a, as a studio and, um, and and serving the public with great games. But and he wants to be revered and respected, I think, in the same vein as Nintendo and Sony. But I don't think that Satya uh, will let him. Right. Since since Satya will eventually, I think you can see him coming out of the woodwork. Right. He was totally invisible. Right. For, for several years and only now. On the cusp of sort of launching a new new hardware system with all the promise of the future, and especially at a time now where both Sony and Microsoft have hit the reset buttons and are engaging communities to sort of grab their generational loyalty through whatever they're offering, right? In terms of whether it's games or Game Pass, right? Um, two really contrasting approaches to the market. Sorry, someone's really tapping away crazy. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, I apologize. I'm going to mute when I type, sorry. <laughs> Mechanical <laughs> keyboard. So, um, yeah. But, um, so I, I think that and Satya is somebody, if you look at him really carefully and study him and look at his background, right, his, his approach is cast iron predictability and sustainability in terms of revenue on bottom line. First and foremost, again, you know, I go back to the EA business model and when subscriptions um, and especially when subscribers are going to peak, right, then he'll be really sort of looking at, you know, okay, we've got X amount of dollars. And I think I covered this off last week, so I'm not going to go into it, right? So we're, go we're going to see, and I think even with Bethesda, normally, you know, looking back at Microsoft, you know, like after a year after they acquire it, I don't think it will be until they rubber stamp the deal. But I think whatever it is next year, March or June, it'll happen after that. Uh, I think for Microsoft, what they need to, they've turned everything around in terms of the hardware that they're offering, right? In terms of the accessibility they're offering through the all access program, right? I think through offering a cheap way to enter their ecosystem and be able to access two or is it 200, 300, 400? I don't know. The number just keeps mm -hmm. going up. Uh, consistently right and every time they revolve games in and out of the actual uh, um, 
offer or out of Game Pass, right? It's always something else that's coming in, right? It may not be for everybody, but they're acting upon that, right? But for still, for me, it's not just about Game Pass. It's just a delivery mechanism and an access point, right? What's got to happen is that the content that they fill fill that with, especially from first party. And how many studios is it? Twenty five or something? I, I, I could lose count now. But but for me, as I was saying, the and I'll get to that point now is um, is that creativity is sometimes for me in a distant fifth place for Xbox, and it comes after production, after marketing, after finance, and after analytics, right? So it's like it really is studios. Uh, you, you've got all your freedom, but hey, you've got to take this into account, right? And, and I won't go into it now, but I just remember uh, exactly how EA, when they walked into uh, Bullfrog um, at the time, right, and how they changed that uh, over time, but, but very subtly. But um, and, and I can make a perfect point here, right, since the launch of the um, original Xbox studio uh, structure, I, um, I, I don't think anything's evolved and changed. I think they bought Rare in 2001, two, something like that, was it? It was quite early on, right? Um, and, and I don't think that looking at some of the stuff that's going on right now uh, that they've learned and, um, and old habits clearly are present and visible today. And I, can, and I can give you a perfect example if you want, but I don't know, Stubbs, if you want everyone else to sort of um, have some input and then I can go on to a couple of examples if you like, whatever, however you want to do it. If you want to say some examples, because you've had a few people disagree with you in the chat already. Oh, okay. So let's take, Perfect Dark, let's take Perfect Dark Zero, for example, right? This was a really interesting in regards of, uh, to the um, current troubles with Halo Infinite, right? You had Martin Hollis and I think it was David Dokes. And, and I was in the UK that time, right? And, yeah. and I, was, I was a big fan of GameCube and I was a big fan of Rare. It, 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 I mean, they were brilliant right at that time, right? And um, they designed and directed Perfect Dark. And uh, I was speaking to two, Mr. Tushi about this, right? And they left Rare in 98, 99. And then the game was completed by, by the team for a release in 2000. Um, and, um, and, but with all the stories and the ideas, ideas intact. And I think Chris Tilston was a, was a designer or a coder on the game, a gameplay designer on the first game. And uh, he led and directed the second game, prototyping on the GameCube. And uh, when Rare was sold, Xbox, um, you know, obviously had him switch the game over to the original Xbox and then later told him to change tact and can you make it for the Xbox 360 now? And there was resistance there. I mean, if you're in the outside of the industry looking in, you don't see it, but when you're inside the industry, I know it's a big industry, but it's pretty incestuous and everybody kind of knows everybody if you're working within it. And uh, they faced, um, and I think it was in an interview or something, I can't remember where I read it, but they faced seven months of issues up until launch, cutting several features. And, and this, I spoke to Mr. Tushi about this, and he knows uh, that I discussed this with him, right? Was like, but was Perfect Dark Zero, uh, was, it was liked by some consumers, but most felt that the game was rushed, the controls were clunky and overall not finished or, and or unrefined, uh, unpolished basically. And uh, all these changes, leading to uh, challenges, um, which if you're at the time, they're only targeting a single format 20 years on. And like, I would ask the panel, like, do any of these issues sound familiar um, in terms of what's recently happened at 343 and Halo Infinite? It's, it's, for me, it's a complete an echo of what's happened in the past. Halo is a way more complex project. It, it concerns me. Microsoft do things in a certain way and have not learned how to develop and foster and nurture talent and, and, and studios and put the right people in place to run those studios. You can't entirely blame Matt Booty, he can't be at every studio uh, all over the world all the time, right? It's got to be in terms of how they're structured. And the problem is 
um, at Xbox is 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 sometimes when you're when you're making a game, the, the problem can become real open communication between management, production, marketing, finance, and development. They're all in it together. It's not just about developers working hard to make a game. Why do you think so many developers that get frustrated and look at the amount of indie studios that have set up? It just gives you a sign, and an indie gamer will tell you to a degree, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. How many of these indie developers that he comes across that worked at AAA games that are from mm-hmm. AAA? Yeah, so I see it over and over again when corporate are trying to hedge their bets, uh, especially with uh, Halo, um, and, and to go in with a marketing PR narrative of making sure we leave no generation behind. And so they've hedged their bets and, in effect, caused this team to cover too much ground, regardless of the amount of money and the resource that there is. And, and hence, what do you get? Poor content development and lower management get stretched and don't communicate or understand what's important, right? And what you can let go of because it's just too much going on. They follow uh, their individual tasks and agendas. I'm probably getting too micro here, right? So I'm going to wrap up here. So, and basically this leads to staff burnout and issues with truthfulness and and at the end of their poor product with everybody looking at each other. And, and Phil announcing in December that this game was coming out in June, uh, sorry, in November or with the launch with the Series X, just working backwards from first party Q and a gold submission, uh, logistics, manufacturing. He knew back then the game wasn't going to hit, right? If he didn't, then there's another serious layer of uh, problems that we're not aware of. But I'm going to stop there. But that was just the one example of many that I could, I can give, right, in terms of where Microsoft's need to improve. I'm not saying that they're bad and they're going to repeat history, but 20 years on, it, it really just... It just takes me back to exactly how they were back then to how they are now. But, uh, yeah, take make of it what you will. Yeah, no, there's definitely some good points there, VJ. I mean, a lot of people, I'll be honest, don't like to hear that Xbox ain't doing all that well. There are certain games that are flourishing. I mean, the example in the chat got brought up about Rare, about Sea of Thieves. Now, yes, Sea of Thieves is doing well, but that was released. It got better about a year a year after release, it was a completely different game. The point was the game should have been there on release. Same as State Decay 2. I think yeah, I can understand. Like, like, in, in chat, I mean, I, I'm going to ruffle some feathers now. <gasps> Pong, Pong Soul <laughs> said that the Coalition Gears of War has flourished under Matt, Matt Booty and Microsoft. No, they haven't. Rod Ferguson, just, just Gears of War, no, it hasn't. Things are starting to get better now. There's real big problems at the, uh, the uh, coalition. Uh, if you ask most Gears fans about, and they will probably, if you ask the hardcore Halo that play multiplayer, they bitch about it. And the same, for the, same for the Gears of War. Because I walked away from Gears of War because there was that many problems, and everyone thought Rod Ferguson was his great savior. No, he wasn't at all. So the reason he left, I know he got a great opportunity. I went on elsewhere, but it, it, I think what whatever VJ is trying to get at, you need to co- you need all the studios to work cohesively and all do well together. Some studios are doing well, and some people do love Gears of War Five, and I rated it very good. But there were still a lot of bugs, and there's still a lot of bugs in the campaign to this day, which haven't been fixed. So I things think- like that, you know. I think eventually they will get their act together. In certain areas, they're doing well, but they're not perfect, you know. I I can see why, and, and let's say history does repeat itself, I can see the cynicality of uh, coming through. And I can understand exactly Vijay's point on this, because Sony creates 
Microsoft buys. Now that may whether uh, that's a kind of a simplified version of what I think uh, VJ has just stated. You can tell me if I'm wrong in that regards. Um, the proof is going to be in terms of how these studios perform and whether or not Microsoft can give them freedom in terms of their creativity without feeling that need to dip in. And in some cases, they've always felt the need to dip in. And in some cases, that has been a hindrance to particular studios. Um, whilst they're never going to be as bad as EA, they have historically, and I agree with Vijay here, they have historically probably dipped their fingers in where they shouldn't have done and let the publishers or developers do their own thing. I think Sony's very good at that. They go, you create what you would like to create. Go ahead. You give us the product, and maybe at the end we might give you our feedback. In some cases, I suspect they probably don't even bother. They go, just give us the product. Just make sure it's nice and good. Where I think Microsoft potentially still has that corporate identity of, I'd like to tweak this slightly. I'd like to tweak that. And that itself can cause problems um, at any level. Yeah. Got, it was a big, so, so I was waiting, who was that? Was that VJ? Yeah, I, I was going to say, I mean, I think it can be argued, Gears of War, Halo, right? Halo, they bought the studio. The whole studio left them. Not a few not a few developers, the whole studio left them. Mm. You've got Gears of War that they acquired the IP, and yeah. I don't know why, what, and they acquired the IP. And you could argue that both of those IPs, which effectively were stalwarts for the Xbox 360, under Microsoft's guidance, have diminished in value. And, and I think you could go through a, a, a lot of the roster in terms of Microsoft. Now, people can people can point to a couple of shining lights. And I was speaking to um, uh, Stubbs earlier, and I'm saying, well, look, you've got to look at the acquisition of um, uh, uh, Minecraft, Mojang. and um, But they're leaving that alone, right? It doesn't have a huge development team, and, and it constantly churns out money. So why touch it? It's, it's doing what it's supposed to do. But it's not at the at the um, cutting edge of, of visuals and imagination, right, and narrative and immersiveness, right, and visuals and AI, et cetera, and so on and so forth, right? It, it does what it says on the tin. So um, and people can point to, well, let's look at uh, Flight Sim because that's done really well, hasn't it? Well, how many people have actually bought it? And last time I went on to check, I, I was looking at Tokyo and various other cities, and I think, what's going on here? These cities don't look like what they're supposed to. And then I went, went, and went and asked somebody, and they said, oh, no, if you want, like, detailed cities, you've got to pay $5 a go for, per pop to populate the city with high-resolution assets and to make it look like what it should. Um, and, and, and this is where... I understand Game Pass is really powerful in the sense that, well, hey, look, what are you complaining about, VJ? right? Maybe, you know, there's loads of really good indie games in there. There's some all first-party games are going to be there in the future. And um, it's got some really good content from third parties in there. And it's only for $15. What are you complaining about? I'm, I'm not. I only have one next-gen system on order, and that's a Series X. But it's not because I'm a huge, massive fan of every game they make on Microsoft. I'm buying it because it helps me to play with with friends and family that that I that I can engage with, right? In terms of community as well. Mm. But I think you could go through that, right? And and argue. Look at Rare. As soon as they were bought, they had a couple of mishaps. And what happened to them for twenty years? They were put out to pasture. Loads of talent left there. But now they've got one or two people there that have that have hit upon a few sparks in terms of Everwild. 
and um, and so on and so forth. But at the moment, it's a concept trailer. I mean, I was watching a recent interview and they were mm. saying, we don't really even know what the gameplay is right now. We're working yeah. on it, which is fine. I've been, I've been saying that. That's really the alarm. I mean, they don't know what the gameplay is. They were working what they get out, what the actual gameplay is. Yeah, uh, exactly. A little couple of months back, they said that. And like, it looks stunning, but where's the direction, the gameplay? Surely that should be the core focus. It's a bit, see, a bit see, odd. You're absolutely right, Indie Gamer. Yeah. Normally, I've come across a lot of trailers like these that don't hit the public, right? And what they're used for is to use um, in terms of being able to pitch internally the market yeah. to to uh, to the green light board and so on and so forth, and um, but they probably thought it's so good. Why not we put it out there because we really haven't yeah. got much else to show this June, and we've got to have something other than the Fable CGI trailer to to basically uh, um, you know the inevitable backlash that they were going to face with um, uh, with with Halo, and it's not about so it was like the Anthem trailer. <laughs> yeah, it's not about bashing Microsoft, but at the end of the day, we want them to improve, right? Everybody in the community mm-hmm. says that Microsoft has done so well this time is because of the community and we told them exactly what we wanted. Well, now I want to see this change implemented as well. I don't want it to be held behind the curtain so we can't really see what's going on because I am concerned, right, that these that you know, even though they buy all these studios, it's about fostering, nurturing them and taking them that next generational leap forward, not just taking hardware forward a generation, but taking studios forward, right, in terms of what they can create and, and, uh, and what their imaginations are, right? It's not just about budget. I mean, just look at Horizon Zero Dawn. I was shocked to see that it was built for 50 million euros. I mean, it's incredible. So it's not always just about the money, but I think I'm going to stop there, right? Yeah, I think- no, I mean, you got very valid points. I mean, it's nice to see it from the positive and the negative side. And we've had a very, very active chat on this conversation. Even people disagree with me over Gears of War, but I'm a Gears of The bottom is, you have to understand that I, I see Gears of War 1, 2, and 3 as the best. And, you know, I'm from the old school, so I'm probably stubborn. <laughs> I'm stubborn. That's probably the way, you know. What 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 are your what what are your thoughts, um, indie gamer, on this subject? I know it's quite a, a lengthy subject, and about how about sort of how um how right. Xbox is doing. Talking sort of yeah. you're talking in general, basically how they're doing studios wise and stuff, yeah. and how they're performing. I know it's I a mean, vast, I know it's a vast topic. Oh, no. Yeah, it is a tricky word to know to tackle which uh, area, but um, obviously I think they're doing really well. Um, but yeah, the thing, things like um, that VJ alludes to, I hope you don't mind jumping off the back of that because that did sort of um, it did bring up a point that I was uh, I remember thinking about quite a bit when uh, they were talking about Everwild being um, they, they they had just uh, you know hadn't even figured out. This is Craig Duncan, the head of Rare, I believe, said this, and he was saying, you know, they're still figuring out what the gameplay is going to be about. And this was a few months ago, um, so yeah, that was definitely a little bit alarming, um, especially the fact that um, uh, Sea of Thieves came out as a shell. If you know what I mean, uh, it came out as, as it essentially could come out the same as um, Sea of Thieves because Sea of Thieves came out as a beautiful world. Look at that beautiful water. It, the, you know, it looks stunning, but it was an empty shell really, and it's obviously grown a lot over time. And now it's uh, a lot of people are absolutely loving it. Um, but yes, I mean, like that effectively could happen again with Everworld. I really hope it doesn't. But um, I love VJ's insight of the fact that, that what he said about, sorry, I'm just going to turn this into a VJ appreciation comment, but <laughs> I just yeah. love the way he said that what it was that used to pitch within 
the company to you know to seek to get the uh, maybe Microsoft to approve it or whatever. And I love that that, that insight because um, yeah. I can I can just see how that would happen because it's basically and then I guess then they're chasing that dream of what they've pitched all throughout production again. <laughs> you know what I mean? That yeah. they've pitched something that's unattainable maybe or you know whatever things like that can happen. The behind the scenes look of that is really interesting that VJ has. Um, but yeah, like I mean, I haven't really got a lot to add. I won't. I won't. VJ's was in, incredible. But like, in general, I'm really, I'm really um, impressed with what Microsoft and Xbox are doing. They, I feel like they're setting themselves themselves up really well. A lot of diversity is a focus uh, for the studios, and um, you know, I feel they're doing well. But there are certain little elements like that which are slightly you know concerning but um i feel like it's is got is you know they're building in momentum and strength um as a whole unit and um in my opinion it's good to see what they're doing yeah. um but yeah I won't, I won't add any more to the whole thing because no, i feel vj's um, done no actually Indiana, you said something there so so just imagine that uh, microsoft have got 10 buckets right yeah eight or nine of them are absolutely fine but if there is a leaky bucket yeah we, we should be addressing it and and I talk really positive about Xbox. I've, I've talked about it really positive, but there are certain things that worry me and concern me because I still see old issues resurfacing. And I'm saying, yeah. how are they going to plug that leaky bucket? You know, and it's not, and it isn't about going and buying Bethesda, right? Because we still yeah. have what their next set of games are. So let's part that for a minute. But what, what they've already got, Right. What about the 15? And I think I was on the show with you, Indie Game. It wasn't about what Bethesda are going to do. And I sort of gave a side note in terms of, hey, let's give some mind share to the studios that they've already got and where they're supposed to mm. be getting to, right? And support that they are going to get going into the future. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that makes a whole lot of sense, my friend. Definitely. Oh, oh most definitely. I mean, I just, just like some shout outs. Uh, welcome ASA Game on Daily and welcome Fastback. And I didn't know that was you on the original Next Level Game. Thanks <laughs> for. Thanks for stopping by. I've got quite a lot of people. Uh, who else have we got? Yeah, no, I mean, the point is, I mean, the, the reason I like to get different views is, yes, it's a lose-lose for Microsoft. They can't do right or wrong in some people's minds, but I like to have a mix of a mix of different views on the situation. I mean, you, you can't be 100% perfect, but in my view, they're doing, they're, they're mostly doing all right, but some of the studios have got to come up with the goods, you know. But in general, they're, they're doing well. But obviously, there is areas that they're, they're not, you see. But uh, yeah. Ronan, how have you got a view on this? I mean, I mean, most, most of the things I agree with VJ. He has a really good point that, you know, there's a, this, this, this Xbox thing has been going on for 20 years and they need to improve and, and all that. But I feel like Microsoft and Xbox have turned the tide recently and they've been really working hard to try to get, you know, to listen to the community and see what they're saying and try to improve. Obviously, it's a bit, it's a, it's quite late now that it's been twenty years, but it's still an improvement over what they've been doing over, you know, when Phil wasn't there. So I think Phil Spencer is trying to change the whole, the whole Xbox, uh, the way Xbox is working with them, um, with their community and the way they're communicating with their studios and stuff. So I feel like there's gonna be um, a good communication that's established between all these studios and and xbox and you know their their marketing teams and everything even though we had the xbox s blunder <laughs> where it came up earlier oh, most definitely i mean yeah i mean it, it, it is good to get different viewpoints in there i mean i know there's a bit of criticism because some people don't like people criticizing microsoft 
But one thing like, we should say: shouldn't we? Shouldn't we it, expect it, better from Xbox? That, that's regardless, all, that's all we want is better. They are doing an incredible job. Don't get me wrong, people in chat. I am. I am seeing your messages. Uh, welcome, Midu. Welcome, Flemish. Welcome, Infinite. Thanks for stopping by. They, they are getting there. Game Pass was a massive, massive game changer. My, I love Xbox. So anyone that thinks I'm negative on Xbox, I'm not. I'm an Xbox. If you, I, I, I do like all platforms, but I only currently can afford one platform, and I have Xbox. But next generation, I do plan to have a Series X first, and I plan to have a bit. I plan to have a PS5 at the, at the end of the day. But it's just. Is it, I tell you what, thanks for stopping by, everyone. It's been a really good conversation. The chat's really engaging. But again, Game Pass, I think, is if you were to say one thing this generation that's helped Xbox, I mean, it's Game Pass, hands down. It's, it's an utter, utter game changer. But it's been plenty yeah. of different. Did you have any more points, Ronan, or is, 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 was that it? No, no, I was just going to say that, that you know, even if you go on my page, I, I do like post a lot about xbox because i mean that's the only platform i can i can afford for next generation up until like you know a few years before i can afford a uh, ps5 but i give credit where credit is due and i also criticize where criticism is due because you know you Ooh. can't just you can't just look at a company and be like yeah i, I like this company and i'm gonna overlook everything they do yeah. no, that's not how it works you know like you gotta you gotta point out the issues that you have with each and every company, and you can't be quiet about it because they will just keep going and doing it over and over again. Because that's how Xbox has improved. I think Phil's gone online, watched videos all the teams have with a notebook, and looked at what everyone's bitching and moaning about, and tried his best to do to do what people have been asking for. And he, he's getting there. And one day Xbox, everything will be perfect. But in general, You're absolutely right. In general, most of it's fine. You know, it's like Sony. Not everything's fine on Sony. Not everything's fine on Nintendo. Every company has a flaw. But when you've got to criticise, it's part of life. If you don't criticise or give constructive feedback, nothing will ever improve. That's that's the point. You see, absolutely. That is a really good point. And you got people like MBG posting that he wants more more thirty FPS than sixty FPS. I think <laughs> it's <laughs> Let's be honest. I yeah. think he's trolling. He likes Xbox. Yeah. Creators say stuff to get clicks and, you know. Yeah, get, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Mean, some of them don't mean it. I'm telling you. They, they just, yeah, yeah. No. It generates more traction on their Twitter and stuff, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's understandable. It's always for clicks on YouTube and uh, these gaming news chat, uh, websites. Definitely. So, what? Well, let's flick for. Do you have any thoughts on this big topic, Mr. Tushi, or has it been covered? Now, I've got a few different two different views here and there. Um, first of all, I just want to say one comment. Um, Gears 5 is the best campaign I've ever played out of any Gears games. End of. Sorry, what, would you, sorry, what did you say again? Sorry. Gears 5 is the best campaign out of all Gears games. They played Gears 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Yeah. I, the only one I haven't played is, uh, is, uh, is a jug of judgment. Judgment. Or juggernaut, yeah, whatever you call the gear, it. The gears hard. The gears hardcore don't actually class it as part of the franchise, but it is because yeah. it's not actually made by Epic Games. It's made by what was called Epic Games Montreal, a different studio at the time, mm. and that's called a, a, a different one. But I do like Gears Five. I'm just more. I want it to return to the grimy, gritty Gears One. You it, want that it, that in depth. 
proper now biting. Let's face it, there's a couple of moments in two and three that choked you up a little bit. <laughs> Gears five made me cry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ashamed to admit it. Gears uh, well, five. Yeah, there was a section in Gears Five. I'm right. not. I, I'm not spoiling stuff for people. You have, to make emotional, a, isn't it? You, you have to make a decision <laughs> on, on, on a life-changing decision in the game. You know, but, um, to use the shotgun or whether to use the rifle. <laughs> oh, just don't you dare start. That's it. We'll break the internet with that choice alone. Fugly <laughs> uh, and Fugly. Who else we got? And Froggy T. -T Wright. Thank, thanks for that. Stopping by. Um, I totally agree with this. ASA game on daily gears one has the best campaign. Thank you. Definitely. Right, That's where it all started. Right, but, back on yes. the, the Microsoft thing. Um, <laughs> it goes back right to, uh, I'm going back right back to 2013. Uh, the Microsoft's plans for their future was with the Connect. Um, <laughs> in my eyes, they were planning loads of Connect games, loads of content for the Connect. Mm. That's what they wanted forward. Obviously, as soon as that goal got announced, all the big backlash, and obviously they've obviously dropped all support for all Connect games, didn't they? Yep, they are. However, um, so, the, the, they actually still sell Connect on the um, intelligence services level. They they sell them to national security in America. because yeah. obviously then obviously there was a um, a long break, weren't there, where they didn't release anything on Xbox. Uh, that's where um, it comes to the point where Xbox was going to get basically get shut down, weren't it? Basically, until Phil proved a point that he could turn it around, and it's obviously it's took that long to get up get to where they are now. But you can see over the years how it's efforts raising over the years and so. But I think I think that like the moment now, I feel that Microsoft has the full support, financial support regarding for Microsoft as well. To get them where they want to be, and I feel like Microsoft believes in the Xbox brand. That's how I feel now. It was, diff it was different back then. Nadella, Nadella really, really uh, emphasizes it. I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, there was always that rumor about if they don't basically prove their worth or that meeting mm. with Phil, the Xbox won't be here now. They would have sold a division off. But I think all things take time. I mean. What Xbox are doing now is incredible. They've got we've got games coming. They're working on incredible games, state of decay free, all sorts being worked on, but sometimes to see if they can deliver, you know. But most of the games have been delivering on. They have. Basically, they can't rest on their laurels. But yeah, they've so, got yeah. a good first step. Now we That's need to see it continue. Exactly. And what the hell was the initiative making? Sorry, I'd say that. <laughs> not perfect dark. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> I hope perfect it is dark retro. So, have you have you said your thoughts on this subject removable? Because I'm about to move up, move on. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy with that one. Yeah, go yeah. for it. Um, sorry, guys. VJ's had to pop up because he might be back because the internet's gone down at the minute. So he oh. might be back. He hopefully he'll be back. If not, he won't be. He's, he's, trying, he's trying to fix it, you know. He's lying. Sam Fox has just turned up, isn't she? <laughs> That's why like this was Sam Fox. Fox. Change your photo. Yes, comment on what uh, Fastback said. I do agree. One thing about 343 and Coalition, they have had the hardest job to follow the success of the previous teams mm. of those franchises. And yeah, you are right, mate. Very, very hard. I, I can't, I can't, I can't deny that. 
whatever right. they do, it's either it's going to be right or wrong, isn't it? Exactly. I have a question here. Now, this this probably won't. It's not my expertise here, but but you guys might know. This was a, a, a question made by Mister Removable Sanity. <laughs> and indie, indie gamer, this is specifically for people like indie games, but anyone can pop into this question. How will the new AR HDR effects impact indie games now? Whoever wants to lead with that can. Could you say that again? Uh, the, how the new. How the machine learning will improve the uh, in, indie games. That's it. And it was removable Sandy's question. So if you don't understand it, we can explain. Yeah. <laughs> Ask me. <laughs> Indy? Uh, <laughs> you want to take that first removable? <laughs> well, the question I, I kind of thought is with this new, uh, they're bringing on a new AI, which is, you know, it's a computer learning generation oh, in AI. terms of sorry, HDR. I AI. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah AI. Um, um, which is going to be implementing HDR, retrofitting right. it to new games. And you and me both are pretty much uh, indie fans. And my uh, kind of thought then expanded upon that is like, how is that going to impact this new this new software, this new uh, is going to impact indie games in general? And also, is it mean that we're going to see more indie games just having uncapped frame rates? You know, because now the system itself can be mm. expanded. As you said, you are gaming at, on indie games, 144 frames per second. Yeah, that's only the limitation of the monitor as well. I would be, un, you know, uncapping it. Basically. Oh, exactly. I, I, but yeah. is, this is now another element upon which they can utilise, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I was just really just trying to see how is this like AI software going to impact them? And your thought, because obviously we, you deal, as much as like I do, you deal with a lot of indie games as well. And speaking to the developers, they seem to be, and this is just my opinion, almost so enthusiastic about it. Are you having this? Do you think this is going to be a big impact for them? Or do you think it's just another tool they can utilize? I think it's probably another tool they can utilize um, to, you know, innovate and and make their game better, essentially. Uh, I I feel like... um, to be honest, I haven't put a lot of thought into this, but like again, it's another tool in the box. That's how I sort of would see this personally. Um, you know, I feel like next gen in general is going to take indie games to new heights, where people again are going to question: Is that an indie game? Like our good Ooh. friend War Stew in the chat has done so today. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. As you said, um, it's going to be. They may have not to instead of actually having to code in HDR. They yeah. now have a system that's already will set it, almost give a almost like for like setup, which will cool. be retro impl- implemented. Right, so, I see. yeah, well, that, that is interesting. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've never we, HDR. I mean, obviously, it gives you you know your your bright whites and you you know your your dynamic yep. ranges is is broadened massively, and and you get that um your dynamic feel, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um. Yeah, I just, I mean, I see it being a, you thinking that as a, as a design, from a design point of view, that it could, that they're going to be uh, implementing it into their game design. So it could mean, you know, there'll be more darker areas with, um, with um, different sort of dynamics in, in the lighting and stuff. Uh, so you're feeling like it might be a, a thing where they actually are implementing it through the game to, to make the most of it. Or are you feeling like it's just a, an after, afterthought, which can then give the game a boost, if you see what I mean? I think 
the way and it's a little bit of both i think in some cases depending on the developer they will now allow for that in some cases they may not have to worry about that because say they've got a color spectrum they don't have to worry about hdr it's going to be retrofitted onto yep. their game they can now focus on other particular areas that will they want to focus on so they can focus on a little bit more in the gameplay if they don't have to worry so much about the graphical fidelity because yeah. of this software ai that's going to end up being a benefit for them obviously depending on the style certain uh, uh this, this this graphical fidelity will you know will, will benefit some games more than others you know um yeah. but like the uncapped frame rate they mm. may just where they normally had to keep it at 60 or normally had to keep it locked at 30 to keep a good sustainable worry about they may yep. not long need to worry about an uncapped they could just leave it unchecked and just yep. go well there you go we just another thing it's another barrier i think that's now been removed from them and as you know with indie developers they are some of the indie games are thrive on barriers because that's how they create some amazing games they are got a lower big, budget yeah. they got a lower aspect yes this does remove a couple of barriers but it seems to be that this is a it's going to be a win-win for them and yeah. i'm just thinking how you your view on on how this this almost like new ai learning and because it's going to get more as it, as the generations move forward yeah, um, i mean is it something that's because I don't know a lot about? I haven't done, done my homework on this particular uh, um, particular learning AI, AI learning that you are referring to. So I can't comment from my personal researching. But if you're saying it's something which can give a game, you know, game, um, you know, essentially the you know apply HDR to any game. Is that what you're kind of saying? It, it, be... There are certain games it cannot be, but there be it's, it can actually be implemented to older games, retro games as well. Um, yep. So it's effectively a, a um, I think if we're saying they tried it on Fallout New Vegas, it didn't work because of the right. particular tones, but it did work on, say, Fallout 3. Yeah, it did help out there. Um, and so in my head, it was like, well, is it is it so I think it's going to be a major benefit for the indie, indie games as general. But are they going to use it as I don't have to worry about an HDI aspect because it's going to be retrofitted because effectively it could be Microsoft's own software will retrofit the game itself. Maybe they just need to coordinate with Microsoft say, well, here's a spectrum you have to try and sit in so it works perfectly. Um, and again, it's like the uncapped frame rate. Now they've got that barrier removed. Um, and as you were saying, the Falcon... I know it's 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 this is the one currently at the moment, and I know it kind of grates you a little bit. The Falcon here <laughs> um, is getting this major hype. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's obviously a single developer. He himself, yep. this is going to benefit him. This AI learning sure. is going to benefit him. Yeah, I can his... I can really see that in his game. But yeah, for definite. Like yeah, I can imagine that working really nicely. Obviously, the, the the pixelated style may not be suitable for that but that may be an unca uncapped frame rate might be better for them in that certain regard so yeah it will tweak itself depending on what it is and i'm just trying to think i can't think of an i don't know if sony's doing something similar right right sure yeah so, i mean like um you know we i think yeah all the all the tools you know all the advances are fantastic in my opinion to give a real blanket answer but uh yeah like it's uh, you know all, all this stuff helps with the development side of things as well you know give give you know giving like there's tools that um 
the people uh, indie devs can use uh, to work as a as an and in uh, actual one person team and still get ahead like there's something called like blueprints i believe it's it's known mm-hmm. as which um which gives you a sort of like a heads a, a sort of short not, i don't want to say a shortcut because you still have to do a lot of obviously work but it's within <laughs> the unreal engine i believe that's um what uh song of iron is being made through blueprints and there's another big game i heard about recently which is being made oh yeah sorry it was um it was pumpkin jack as well that's be that's you know that game oh, that looks good. It looks amazing okay that's, that's another thing that's gonna have you have a great effect with the hdi don't yeah again that would work nicely on that kind of game because it's got quite a poppy color look hasn't quite a colorful look mm. uh, but yeah those games have been so things like that is just what, an example of how they can um you know re- re- really work as a, both of those are one one man teams as well so able to create something amazing but li- yeah i just think all the tools that they can get into the hands of indie, independent developers to help them make something amazing is fantastic and yeah hdr can can be a stunning sight to behold as well when it's done right so yeah i think it's cool sorry if i can't give you a really specific answer because i don't <laughs> i haven't like read about read up on this particular the question thing. that i've asked a very complicated <laughs> question <laughs> yeah. oh, nice. if i knew a little more on it i would definitely be able to give you a more um, insightful answer on that but <laughs> you know what um, so I'll just uh, give some shout outs. Welcome, ACS Husk. Welcome, Phasma. And welcome, Daz. I know you've been here the whole time, and I think I forgot to shout you out. I'm going <laughs> oh, to blame the <laughs> Sorry about that. What's up, guys? <laughs> welcome, welcome. Thank you for stopping by. And welcome, Infinite. I'm pretty sure I shouted you out already, though, but I'll get, there's another one. Um, Ronan, you, you, do you want to go ahead? Yeah, I was going to. Yeah, I was going to say that this new uh, AI HDR system is really going to improve how indie games going to look and how people in the community will view them. Because, you know, you you think about, like, generally, when people think about indie games, they think about, like, small TD platform, 2D platformers. Where it's, it's not, it's okay, but, you know, it's not those AAA 3D games. But, you know, it, it has its own community. It has its own market and stuff. But I think... This new AI HDR will change that and it will make it appeal to more people. And I think it will make it easier for developers because then you've got games like Dead Cells, you've got games like um, Bastion, Transistor, those kind of beautiful games that need a lot of colors like Celeste and all all those indie games that are really, really good. But then you've got like... In some areas, they're like, for example, that I'm gonna t- I'm gonna use Dead Cells as an example. A lot of people said that there was areas where it was too dark, where the lighting and colors weren't good. And I heard that the HDR system that's being used for it is gonna improve the game quite a lot. And um, it already made some improvements. Like oh, a normal HDR already made some improvements to the game where the game is looking like you know, um, it, it gives more. Um, more shades to the color it gives more variance to the color and it lights up some dark areas and the way the light shines from a room to a room or or through a window it really changes the effects of the game and it makes it more appealing you know more more um I don't know how to say it, but you know it, it creates it creates a better immersion of the game where the, the original are, vision maybe yeah yeah the original more vision life. of the game that they couldn't achieve because of you know limited hardware and stuff. And um, I played HDR on my PS4 Pro, and it's terrible. I'm going to tell you, it's really terrible because it, it, it's basically what it does. It just lights up the whole screen. Even if you put the brightness down, yeah. it just lights up the whole screen. So I think an AI one where it's a machine learning, where it knows where to put the light, they will teach it. Like, you know, they will feed it all these programs and all these pictures and videos and the game. 
where it knows where it needs to put a bit of brightness, a bit of shade, you know, a bit of color here and there. It's not like just lights up the whole screen and that's it. Hey, that's HDR. Yeah. There you go. That's the so key, isn't it? It's... It has to be in specific areas. It's dynamic, so it's the, other way, mm. the name of the game, isn't it? Basically, mm. so light and yeah, light I... and darks. But yeah, sorry to cut you off, my friend. Yeah, sorry. No, um, no, just right, just right. everyone know VJ's not coming back. His whole oh, internet no. in his area is completely down. So sorry about that, guys. Oh bless him. He's cut his own cord. It's out of this. <laughs> welcome, uh, God. I think I shouted you out, but in case I missed you, uh, welcome, mate. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, carry on, Ronan, if you if you, if you want to. Yeah, this this new AI HDR, I think it will improve a lot of games. Like for example, like you've got um, games like Stardew Valley, and imagine giving it a nice shade of HDR on there, and it improves all the colors because it's a really colorful game. I don't know if any of you have played it, but it's it's really it's a really good game. Like I I enjoy it. I still play it. I put in like a hundred hours in that game. Nice. It's really enjoyable. You've got all these seasons in the game that the game changes every now and then. And you've got different seasons, different colors, all these different shades of, of, of fruits, everything. So I think if, we, if that AI HDR works well with these games, it will, it will definitely change them and it will improve how people prove, like, view them as well. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I was, I'm was i just kind of reluctant to comment on it because I'm literally saying it's like, it's not something I know about. But if that is the case, if it is something that will learn that well and it is going to be implemented that well, then that sounds great. Yeah, but I mean, it, it does weird me out sort of thinking like about some games having HDR over it, like, you know, Celeste or something like that. I just can't imagine them putting HDR on Celeste. It just feels weird. But yeah, no, it's a good thing. It's a good thing, like I say. So I, feel, I really like what you said though, Ronan, definitely. Yeah, that's all I had to say about it. <laughs> I think that's that? kind of the end of that topic, Stubbs. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just add one, just add one thing to this? Oh, sorry, Tushy. We keep forgetting about you, don't we? I do apologize. <laughs> I'm just too quiet in the background. Um, the way I see it, I try and see it from like a financial point of view from these small in develop, in development teams. Um, yeah. Regarding all this HDR and the, the, all the, the beauty they can add to games, is maybe they don't have to concentrate so much on the top end of the polishing mm. that they can push that resources to something else in the game to make the games maybe, I don't know, because they are limited to uh, financially, aren't they, to make these games? Yep. yep. Maybe you can, you can have better gameplay and let, let the Xbox take control of the visuals. I will be interested That's a really to good see, point. Uh... Well, I, um, I, I won't. I won't comment further. <laughs> I just I, I want to know what this is all about, really. Because I know, think it's one of those things. It depends on the yeah. game. Obviously, this is not yeah, just going to be. Yeah. A bl- it's not a blanket. We are going to yeah. use this across the whole thing. It's for those developers who uh, wish to utilize this tool. But as yeah. Tushy says, it is something that they may not necessarily have to worry too much about to ensure they get the the achieve the, the end achievement. If they've got a technique that does it for them, you know, um, this is probably going to mean that as, as he says, they can they can bolster other areas. Yeah. You know, um, with a capped frame rate, I mean I'm not I'm not I don't know coding. I assume with a capped frame rate you have to spend time ensuring that the game itself works perfectly at 30 fps or 36 60 fps when you lock things down you have to try and make sure it works as, as best you can with potentially with an uncapped one you don't have to worry about that <laughs> you know you let the yeah. system take over or you know let the system push as hard as it is i know i know there is 
preferable with like 30, 60, 120. You know, um, those are the best benchmarks. But again, it just seems to be a benefit for the indie developers. And and the question, I suppose, is it is I haven't seen anything like that on the PlayStation. So is this going to almost push a little bit more traffic in terms of indie towards the Xbox? I think I think it will I think it will uh, it will give people a better perspective about indies that they have this new HDR system that will improve this its colors and you know its its variation shade variation and everything and uh, you know overall lighting and Mr Tushi like added a really good point saying that they can focus their resources rather than on you know polishing the game with with graphics and details and like colors and all and like they can let the HDR do that, the AI HDR, and they can see the end result and they can go from there and they can focus that, those resources into, you know, improving the game. Mm. Yeah, totally. There's so many ways they can improve the game. Uh, what they've maybe had to miss out because of financial reasons. If the, if the Xbox can, it can take a lot of that um, weight off the shoulders, it make everything a lot better. It, yeah, if it's a good system that works that well that they can rely on, yeah. that's what it all comes down to. It depends on how well the system works, that, that they can let it just do its thing, because uh, they might not want to do that. But if it is an excellent system, then absolutely. Yo, what's up? Uh, War Stu's in oh, the house. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, we kept me mad in chat, so VJ got coming back, say. so I thought, I thought I'll, let, I'll let War Stu come in and have a word. Yeah, What's I'm, up, getting, buddy? I'm getting close to 100,000 subscribers now, so he thought he'd let me in. 4,800 <laughs> 4, to go, then, then I can come on the podcast. <laughs> you're getting a push to invite then. I'm getting close. You are. Maybe, maybe by the end of the year. How, how are you doing then? Yeah, I'm all right. So, have come you got. Uh, you want to say sorry? We can hear it in your voice. Go on. <laughs> have you got anything to add on this subject about. Uh, Hold on, what did did you buy? Did you buy a, a Ori for sixty quid yet? <laughs> it's definitely not sixty is, quid, my friend. <laughs> when, when you say stuff to the indie gamer, he generally knows his stuff to do with indie games, and, and they come up and they check first, and they know the price straight away. No, <laughs> to be fair, there's a collection that isn't far off that. The collection, which one are you talking about? The the big collector's edition, where you get like a book and everything in it, or. I don't know. On Amazon, it says it don't come out till December the eighth. That might you might be looking at collector's edition, maybe potentially. But the full game is twenty four ninety nine on Switch. If you're looking at it, I was tempted to buy the artwork book for this. This Ori is beautiful. I was just throwing a random number out there. I didn't actually look. (laughs) I know. I know you're. I know you're a uh, troller. So I know your type. (laughs) (laughs) Trolling in the Uh, chat. No, on Amazon they're both thirty nine pound each. Oh, okay. um, but it says uh, this says December. Oh no, they're out now. No, it says December the eighth, two thousand twenty. Both games are out now on Switch. I wonder why on Amazon, on Amazon UK, you can't buy it. Maybe it's no physical. Is it physical? Yeah, yeah. I only do physical. What's physical? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the wrong context, that would be hard to say that. <laughs> do you have anything to add on this question? Um, I mean, do you, Obviously, you do you do cover gaming stuff on your channel as well. Oh, just got a war, but uh, yeah, the, kind of. the AI hate the a the basically the machine learning the HDR that can add effects. 
do you see it being a good impact on indie games and well uh, games in I, general because it actually improves the quality of the picture? Do you see it? Being I don't. Game? I don't play enough indie games to really comment, but yeah. uh, what everyone else has said, it sounds about right. You need to open his mind, indie. Come on. <laughs> I want to play this game on Switch, but I can't seem to buy the physical version of it. Yet. Just, just. Be, just go dirty and get into the, the eShop. It's in there for twenty four ninety nine. I've checked for you. No, I'm actually I'm actually <laughs> looking at actually, I'm looking at it right now. And that's sure the, the physical version two, uh, of Switch is forty quid. I'm not last, in the eShop in the eShop. I bought Last of Us two on on the this download and that uh that didn't go very well. <laughs> Thank you, Fasma. That's a that's a very nice comment. Thank you for that. She could listen to us speak all day. She hey, must have she, 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 before she, after I came in. I don't know, probably after, probably before. Probably before. <laughs> this, is the, this is the Brit cast, the British cast. Oh, see, I always talk to people like they're not from England. That's why everyone, everyone, everyone in here is from, from uh, lives in England. That's why I kept saying Amazon UK instead of just Amazon. Okay, I'm with you. I know removable sanity's uh, American. It's not. <laughs> it's down the road from us. Right, we, we can't. We can't have the. We can't not have the indie gaming in here. Not have an indie game in, in a games topic. Now this, this game, yeah. this subject came from actually came from VJ. Sadly, he's, he's not able to come back on. What this is for all you panel members, everyone. Um, we will we, we'll start with indie gamer first. Oh, am I a panel member now? Well, <laughs> you're in. Do, do, do you want to leave? It's up to you. <laughs> no, I'll stay. Okay. Take Kratos with you. What got you? <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Mr. Wow. Tushi's uh, God of War playthrough. <laughs> One day. So, what got you into indie games? And are there any games you're looking forward to to this year that you want to play as much as some of the big triple A's? Um, without a doubt, without a doubt, loads always. Always, I mean, not as much as more than oh, wow. <laughs> the big, more than the big triple A. There is more, more out there. There is. there is indeed. I mean, um, what got me into it? Firstly, uh, that's well, probably I could just put that down to sort of like around um, the time of like uh, Xbox Live Arcade and stuff like that. Uh, the in the 360 era was kind of like when I really realized how much I, lo I love these smaller games and um, you know that they offered something different that was uh, pushing the boundaries a bit rather than you know just the same old thing. But um, it was sort of it edged in smoothly. It wasn't like I had a realization one day, I'm no, I just want to play these small games only. It was kind of like I tried them and then they became more and more sort of like like they felt good to play like games like you know inside and stuff like that you know that that, that time when it, it really rose up quite a bit where like super meat boy time and all that kind of stuff um that era was pretty damn cool and you know braid those kinds of games okay. um but um yeah when it came up pretty pretty uh strong and there was some a big a bigger sort of rise up from the indie scene which was awesome and but yeah since then i sort of like checked them out more and more really but um yeah, it's kind of uh, Inside was a, a, a big game for me back in the day. You know, you got um, um, obviously, we, you know, it's just to say an, an awesome experience that game. If you haven't checked it out already, highly recommend you do. But yeah, games I'm looking forward to. Uh, there's a ton. Um, I'm not on the I right computer. Song, Song of Iron. Song of Iron. There's one more. <laughs> yeah, good choice. Oh, it was very good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's looking you, awesome. You're a developer, lucky man. 
Yeah, he's he's a really cool guy. He's he's awesome, and he even comes in the chat sometimes and says, "I like." He was in Boom's chat when I was on the show as yesterday, supporting, which is pretty cool. I'm sure he's supporting Boom as well, but he's giving me a little (laughs) cheer on. Song of Iron account. Yeah, that was it. That's the that's the developer. Yeah, (laughs) it's pretty cool. He's a great guy, though. Yeah, I I, actually when we were on um, Twitter recently. there was a you know the escapist showcase um you might have remembered that mm-hmm. one removal yeah. sanity yep yeah. uh it's like an indie showcase we looked at before uh there's another one of them coming up and um i noticed that there was a uh sort of a closing date or whatever it's always coming soon i was so i tagged him in there to see if he wanted to get in on it so and he was like thanks for letting me know and he, and he sort of applied so he's going to be on the next uh, hopefully he'll be on the next escapist indie showcase oh, fantastic. Um, so yeah uh, helping him out a little bit if i while i can because he's a great guy <laughs> but yeah loving what he's doing with the game and i'm sure everyone's gonna love song of iron when it comes out early next year i'm thinking that that's when he said he was aiming for so but yeah song of iron my most anticipated indie game as some people will know not, i think fastback will know he's in the chat is uh hollow knight silk song uh, if you played the original <laughs> Hollow Knight, and it's <laughs> installed on the console. Oh, nice, nice, my friend. Yeah, if you, yeah, get 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 to that after Rory. <laughs> but yeah, no, Hollow Knight Silk Song is going to be awesome. It's uh, tricky to call when it's actually going to come out. A lot of people were thinking it was going to come out this year, um, but it, we all waited for the direct from Nintendo where it was going to pop up, and it hasn't popped up. So uh, every every um, every indie direct or like nintendo direct in general we're all waiting uh, in the chat you always see everyone in the chat hope silk song happens this time hope silk song happens this time and it hasn't come up yet but i just want them to take all the time that they need uh team Ooh. cherry they're amazing and uh, they will make an uh, i think it will it will be even better than the original hollow Knight. i think it will blow the socks off of everyone uh, it will definitely be my game of the year when it comes out i'm sure i'm thinking it might be next year hopefully i'm just hoping that will happen next year but there's so many like um shout out to dragon wolf tunic is definitely an awesome game looking forward to that uh there's a game called a new the distant light which is a metroidvania game similar to the style of ori and Hollow Knight, which I really I dig my Metroidvanias, and yeah, there's just there's so many I could go on and on and on, but I don't want to take over the whole show. <laughs> I'm sure Removable Sanity's got a great load of list of, of games to look forward to, but yeah, I just do love indie games in general. I mean, I'm actually going to be playing a AAA game soon. I haven't played a AAA for a long time actually, but I'm going to be playing Doom Eternal real soon, so I don't just play indie games. <laughs> Doom is one of my favourites. Doom 2016 was one of de- easily one of my favourites game of this gen, so I'm going to be getting yeah. to Doom Eternal um, real soon so uh but yeah a lot of i do play a lot a lot of indie games without a doubt more indie games than triple a's just because i find there's that you know the risk taking in the in the uh game in in the game design in general which i love it just you know you always find something fresh and new with them so yeah most definitely, yeah. Thanks, thanks for that. I mean that's all right my friend obviously I, I, I knew you i knew you'd love that question yeah i would do love talking about indie games for sure my friend (laughs) there's plenty of them they do take risks they do i'll just give a shout out welcome youngest youngest and a free bit and free uh the videos game hd which i think is free bit thanks for stopping by now i'm going to go to next i'm going to go to well, gonna have to go to removable. I know he's an indie game fan. Uh, how did I get started? I'm gonna be quite honest. I was 
very much a triple H snob for a very long time. <laughs> and man. I was very much very much a triple A snob for a long time. And I inadvertently attended an EGX res and it was actually speaking to the indie developers that kind of I would classify shocked me into uh, their passion and also the quality that was coming out. Um, and I was getting a little, it's also it hit perfectly because I was getting a bit down with the triple A's. I was like, I was getting a little bit tired of them, if I'm going to be honest. Um, and so I just went to an eject res show, which is in the UK is so a indie show, um, specifically for indie games, really um, showcasing off indie games and indie developers to showcase off what they're creating. And I just got talking, as you know me, I'll talk to anybody. Um, um, and that's how I kind of got into it. And ever since then, I've just expanded my, my love for them. They've just, they never cease to not surprise me where some AAA games will, they do a fantastic job without a doubt. I'm always surprised with indie games. There is, always something fresh and new coming through. And I think this generally has to do with the fact they are so, they've got so many barriers to overcome. And so therefore they're forced to look into unique, different ways to overcome them. And out of that, I would say probably barriers and stress, they can come out with some amazing ideas, amazing gameplay, amazing elements. And they're ten, nine times out of 10, they're half the price of a AAA. You know, that's also a bit of a saving as well. Um, and so I really just kind of, that's how I kind of fell in love. As for the games I am most excited for, the indie game I'm most excited for, I think uh, actually indie kind of already mentioned it. And it's out, if I remember correctly, in two days' time. It's called Pumpkin Jack. The game oh. looks amazing. Nice. It look, is. It, go on. It does look very good. good. Because it, 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 indie helps a lot of people out because... He plays games on his channel. He does highlights because there's a lot of indie games out there, and not very nasty. Some a lot of crap, and he mm -hmm. he goes for the he goes through the rough to find the gems. Yeah, he does. He does a fantastic yeah, he, job. He knows exactly where he's going. He, he spots things cleverly. Well, thank you. He highlights a lot. <laughs> he does highlight a lot of things. You know, things that I've missed, and I mean, I'm looking as well. But of course, the indie gamer. He wouldn't be the indie game if he didn't know it more than me, <laughs> will he? Let's face it. There, there um, are definitely some less, you know, some lower standard ones. I don't like to say trash out there, but no. you know, there are some ones where people, you know, have, you know, they're obviously not got quite the finesse of <laughs> some other indie games. A lot of people make a fantastic first indie game, you'll find, but um, you know, there's uh, yeah, I there, there are a lot of games out there. It's obvious because, you know, you've got one person working on it often, so there's going to be a lot of indie games being made. Um, and, uh, you know, people are trying to get into the industry and stuff. Some people want to stay indie. Some people have been AAA and going indie because they didn't want, like the constraints. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of indie games. So, there's you know, I do enjoy looking through them. There are some which aren't as appealing to me. And, yeah, like... I'm glad you're digging Pumpkin Jack. That's cool, man. You you are a I kind think... of horror themed. Well, yeah, it's not horror, but it's kind of that you know. It yeah, I kind of do love. I think I think what kind of got me the most was that, as and I think we've spoken about this on the podcast already, was that how many AAA developers have quit AAA studios to go independent? That shocked me. 
that really did it. It's like, oh, I worked on early COD. I worked on modern. You know, I worked on. They, they will list off some of these. You know, Destiny. I've worked on this, and, and like didn't exactly. like the situation. It was too much for me. Yeah. I want to try and do my own thing, and it's just that was shocking because I kind of in my head just thought it was up and coming developers. You know, who've just you know, started from school and they're working their way up into the industry, not. The other way around, where you see these guys who are technically at the peak of their careers, going, "Yeah, nope, had enough." The I'm doing thing my own is, thing. It's, it's absolutely true. Yeah, the thing is, is they they're they're a very small piece of it, and they don't have any control usually, even though they're creatives or something. You know, they're a very small piece of a, a massive team, so they're doing literally one, uh, you know, granular part of a massive game, and you mm. know, they want the control to to go down the direction they want to make a game want to make a game the full game their full vision and you know when a triple a team people are pulling in different directions uh, maybe creative differences and stuff like that so they probably don't get the satisfaction out of the game design that they um, envisaged when they first got into the industry probably yeah that is generally the case and you know they, they always say they say they always said when they got to that point how um, you know they were like oh wow i've got to this particular point and then as the years kind of moved on you know the politics as it always the internal politics plays itself out a little bit the the stress of the programs themselves um they then uh, then try and do their individual developments and then they go because I did ask the question, I said, well, how do you deal with the stresses of being for a team versus the stresses of now, really, it's being doing it yourself. You know, everything falls on your head. Should something go wrong, it's all down to yeah. you. And they said, it's a different kind of stress, yeah. but it's a better stress. Yeah, totally, totally can understand that. That's good insight, my friend. Hmm. And that's me. <laughs> so you're you're looking forward to Pumpkin Jack. Sorry, I've just totally stolen Stubbs's answer. Let's <laughs> so curious about Pumpkin Jack. Are you jumping on the Pumpkin Jack train in two days, then, my friend? I'm I'm I've I've put a review. I've I've put and I've asked for a review code. Nice. I'm hoping so. If Regular says not, I'm going to try and see if I can get a hold of it because I've been keeping an eye on this uh, since actually you mentioned it. You were the one who kind of popped it into my head, and it's like oh. <laughs> And I've followed it ever since. <laughs> Great stuff. I'm glad to hear. It's, it's got that retro sort of 3D platformer feel, hasn't it? Which is, it it's does. It, it's just, cool. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've sent you stuff, and I have, and I said, look, oh, look at this. This is because oh, I yeah. also, I also keep ahead of like the developers who are coming through, and I see something. Yeah. And I'm forever going. I'm, I, he probably hates before. I'm like forever quickly linking his tag into a few games, like. Have a look at this one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you're exactly, like, I've got it. enough. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the good thing about the community, though, isn't it? You can be reaching out to people and stuff like that. It's cool. They're so friendly. Definitely. Stubbsy, are you there? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do love the indie games topics because I'm, I'm getting more and more into indie games, and I've join us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go to the dark side. <laughs> it, it, it is. I have as well to play games, you know. That's cool, man. Yeah, I mean, it's always a shame when people sort of overlook them for sure. Um, I know they said, like, I know where um, Wakanda is saying in the chat that you know he feels they're. I think he said they're expensive. I sort of said they're cheap. They're really cheap. But um, I think he's the thing is I think people think of them as a different category. To you know what I mean? That is a shame. I don't, I'm not. I'm not trying to highlight you at all, my friend. That's, you know, I imagine you're saying they're supplemental. If you see what I mean. 
which is always a bit of a shame because I feel like they should be just categorized as games and people like you know the budget for their games, you know, oh, should yeah, I mean see, see Wakanda, I mean sometimes it can seem it, but say you spent I mean I I I played a game called Dragoon, which is an indie game. I bought it for sixteen pounds seventy four, and I tell you what, that was the best sixteen pounds yeah. seventy four I ever spent. Exactly. Sometimes, like. sometimes it pays off. It can be better than a game you spend sixty quid on. It can. Yep. If you look at yeah. Hollow Knight, it's a ten ninety nine on Steam, and it's been that price for that's that's its that's its actual price. It's not that's not on sale. Ten ninety nine on Steam and um, Hollow Knight, and it's got. I've played over a hundred hours in it. If you if you went if you wanted to finish it, you it would take. If you really went for it, you'd probably get it done thirty hours or something like that. Um, so it, it's a big game, and look at the price you're paying for that, and it's an amazing oh. game. You know I mean? Elite Dangerous. Elite Dangerous is a indie game, only about thirty quid, and people are putting in thousands of hours for that. Exactly. I know it's an open yeah. world sandbox game, but. Yeah, it's actually still an indie game. Yeah, the actual the development team was at the time, I think it was around fifteen people because they're not far from me. They only live about twenty minutes up the road from where I am. Um, cool. <laughs> um, and yeah, at that time, uh, it was only about twenty people. And that game is, to be honest with you, it's such an open world game. You could spend thousands, and people do thousands of hours. You know, it's it's as big yeah. as I would it say is. Skyrim in terms exactly. of hours. Wow! Yeah, exactly. it is. Trust me. Uh, the there are so it's, it's actually as a one-to-one replica of our universe. And as far as I'm aware at the moment, because I'm actually one of the 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 founders of one of the Facebook groups for Elite Dangerous, it's I think we've just the entire community, which is probably around a hundred thousand people, have barely scraped one percent of the entire universe. <laughs> <laughs> mental <laughs> it is it is horrendously big but yeah people, and it, but people are so addicted to it and it's it, it does it's just brought its own community across definitely yeah yeah so i'm gonna flip over if that's okay to, and ask ronan the same question i bet he's got a good answer i heard a lot of good indie games in uh what he said earlier on so i reckon he's got a good answer for us yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean you know what i was never much of an indie person i was always into the i was just like a removable sanity i was always into these triple a games just playing open world games single player games big multiplayer games so just big big triple a games but then my friend introduced me to transistor so last year he showed me transistor and i and i brushed it off after after i saw him play it and then but then i saw it on discount so i was like okay might as well it's only like what two quid or something so i I got the game and i played it and i was like wow like for a game that's two pounds wow amazing like it's bananas isn't it (laughs) yeah like transistor has the most amazing music soundtrack story and it's only like what two hours and a half and i was like wow this game is amazing like i i loved it and then from then on i started playing a lot of indie games i started getting more into it and i'm very excited for pumpkin jack actually pumpkin jack (laughs) pumpkin jack yeah have you played um hades from the same developer on transistor i have I have nice. played Hades. It's very good. It's very oh, nice. good. I want to play. <laughs> I, I still haven't played um, a lot of the new ones because I want to save them up for the on the Xbox Series X. So nice. yeah, yeah, I want to play up. Carry On on there and and oh yeah, all... it's a great game. Yeah, I played Bastion. Bastion is really good. Yeah, Bastion. Yeah, I've got that on the Switch actually. Yeah, I love the narration and that. It's nicely done. They're a great developer actually. Super giant. I played Star. 
I played Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley is amazing. I put in like a hundred hour, and it's it's like you think an indie game. Okay, not a lot of hours, but you can put hundred hundred hours into that game. You can even put more, but like it's a it's an amazing game. Definitely, <laughs> gonna have to get you on the indie games podcast, my friend. <laughs> I mean, just area he does. Yeah, the rising yeah. star. <laughs> I I I'm really excited for um, what's it called? There's a there's, there's a new thing coming up because it's my childhood game, like Super Meat Boy Forever. That's oh, coming yes. up in 2021. Yeah, I've been, I've been, I've wished it, I have had that wish listed for so long. It's actually, I think it was originally coming in 2018 or something. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I think it's been like every year it's been, oh, okay, it's not this year then. <laughs> like, I want to play that year. again. It was such a good game. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to that game myself, definitely. Hopefully it will happen next year. I think on their website it just says when it's ready now. Like <laughs> something like, like just just leave us alone. It's, I think it says 2021, but at the same time, you know, we're gonna get it done when we're gonna get it done, which is cool. I think it, it's gotta be soon now though, because it has been in production for such a long time. But <laughs> we're looking forward to that one. I forgot the name of uh, this uh, mining indie game. It's really good. Um I played it as well. Um, uh, game Pass, is it or uh, I'm not. No, I, have, I haven't right. got an Xbox. Oh, it's, no, it's Steam World. Steam World. There we oh, go. Oh, Steam World Dig. Steam World Dig. I played yep. the second one, and yeah, it's amazing. It like it this game, great. I I just spend a lot of hours on there, and it's amazing just to unlock all the map and everything. Nice, really good game. Yeah, you got good taste then. I, I really enjoyed Steam World Dig too as well, and uh, that's a Metroidvania as well. I, like I said, I, I enjoy my Metroidvanias. So, uh, so you you're not on Xbox, no? Is that is that right or? No, no. I mean, I've got, I've got, I've got an Xbox account and everything. I'm just getting yeah. ready for the Xbox Series X. So nice. I've, all, I've, I've had every other console, but except Xbox. So Xbox Series X is a good, um, good one to join. Cool, good yeah. stuff. No, it's good to, good to hear that you're a big fan of the indie games. It's, it's always good to hear that is. It is great to hear. Yeah, yeah. I'm really getting into these indie games. They're really, really good. And um, I even played Yes, Your Grace, and that's a really good, good story game. Nice. I haven't checked that one out, but I know the game you mean. Definitely, yeah. Sweet. Well, definitely. That's good. Now, I'm going to ask a stupid question here. What's you? Yes. Indie game. Oh, <laughs> well, as you know, I'm a big indie Huge game. collection. Huge what, collection. Surprise us. <laughs> now, I'm looking forward to a game called uh, Worms Rumble from Team 17. Ooh. Never heard of Old that. school. It's coming out on the, uh, I think it's yeah, PS4, yeah, yeah. PS5, and it's Microsoft Windows. So I'm not sure if that means PC or um, or Xbox. Win- but it's Windows. Coming out, yeah, yeah, it says Microsoft Windows. It's coming out towards the end of the year. It looks uh, it looks interesting. Did you play the original Worms? Or? No, I was just scrolling nice. um, on the PS4, on PlayStation's uh He's trying to scramble to find an indie game. <laughs> yeah, he's like, what's oh. an indie game? Types it in. <laughs> no, no, no. They, no, they, they dropped, tra- they dropped uh, a new trailer for it quite recently I'm just on, uh, on the, um, the PlayStation. Um, yeah, no, um, Worms was the first game that Team 17 made back in the day, I believe. That was their very first game. That was a great game. Sure I still... I think was, most yeah. arse old farts would have played it. Yeah, <laughs> funny. It was funny. Yeah, it was funny, yeah. <laughs> There's only one Worms game I didn't like, and that was um, Worms 3D. I think it was on the N64. 
Oh, thank God, yes, I remember that. It was horrible trying to shoot around the uh, down a cliff or something. You couldn't see nothing because you was in like a. The camera had a bad camera, didn't it? If I'm correctly. Yeah, it was a it was a nightmare. But I've 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 played Worms all the way back to, I think it was on the PS One, wasn't it, when the first one came out? Mm-hmm. Well, they but it was, it was great. I think fun, it was, was it even before that. Maybe? I think it was actually on. Was it, it was on a PC early PC? I think, well. yeah, I think yeah. it was like Amiga or something. I played. That's what I was about to say. It was saying yeah. It on the yeah. Yeah. You know the indie game out. I was gonna say I'm really excited for Hollow Knight Silk uh, Silk Song as well. Are you my friend? Oh my god, you've just yeah, gone into my best that, books. Yeah, I've, I've, I've played the original <laughs> one as well. I finished the, the first one. You played the first one, sorry, you said. Yeah, yeah, I played the first yeah. one. It's really good. It's, it's really a great good game, isn't it? It's so immersive. It's just beautifully done, beautifully crafted. There you go. You've got a reason but, to invite him on now. That's one hundred percent. You're invited now. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You know what? Um... I I have um I'm 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 halfway through done with Graveyard Keeper as well. That's a really good one if you nice. haven't tried it yet. Yes, I know the one you mean. Yeah, I haven't you tried it yet. Yeah. He is. Good. He's impressing me. <laughs> Children I'll, of I'll, buy you, I'll, I'll buy you a drink now if you like. <laughs> I don't mind the drink. <laughs> no, Children of Mortar is a fantastic game. Yeah, really good. Uh, that's in Game Pass as well. When I first saw it, I was surprised by like the mechanics and uh, the skill trees they used in there. It was really unique, yeah. really good, and it was yeah. very expansive. Like a lot of characters. I really Definitely. loved it. That's really why I love it. it's got the fat the family thing going on in the game is really different, isn't it? Where you've got all like the the cast of characters you can play as, and you know the story is really well done, and and it's not as um it doesn't beat you up too much because it obviously is a roguelike, but it's more of a roguelite, isn't it? So you don't feel too bad when you if you die a bit. So you obviously naturally you do die, and then you come back and you go and runs and stuff in roguelike games if you haven't played them. Um, but yeah, I know you've played them, Ronan much saying in case anyone else hadn't, but um yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Neon, uh, Abyss. Neon Abyss is one. Yeah, well done. <laughs> and so is Hades and, uh, and games like that. But yeah, no, uh, definitely check out Children of Mortar, guys, if you haven't. That's a great shout. Uh, Ronan, yeah, that's actually dropped in a couple of months ago was a new DLC as well. So. Yes, it did. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've been yeah. wanting to play the uh, co-op in that. It's got co-op mode in it. I've never tried that. But, it's um, really good. good. The co-op is really good. Oh, is it? Cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It's very good. Yeah, I really liked how, how like they introduced each character... Yes. And it was very unique how they introduced family members and they have their own personalities and everything. You would Definitely. think like indie games wouldn't be like this, but when you try actually try them, they're really, really good. And Most a lot of work is put yeah. into them. Yeah, the uh, narration's beautifully done, isn't it, as well? The, I love the narrator's voice, the way he tells the story. And it's like, it's, it's just a, a very like a carefully made game, I think. Like, a lot of attention to detail. It's lovely. Yeah, yeah, it was very good. Very good. Good stuff. Stop yeah, yeah, I am here. Now. Um, yeah, it's been a very good show. I mean, I've got there is one more subject, but I don't know if all of our guests can stay on to talk about it. It depends if anyone can stay on, or, or should we end it here? Chatty chat chat. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind staying either. It, I don't it mind. was the subject that the indie gamer wanted to get off his chest, basically. Do you want to? In fact, I think I think you should introduce this this subject because you you want Uh, to get it off your chest. I'm sure it's one everyone else. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to hold people uh, ransom 
to do so. <laughs> but hold people hostage so I could do it. But I mean, you know, if you wanted to end it, you can. But I can go. We can go ahead if oh, it's sure, you, everyone seems fine. I want to see you rent. <laughs> yeah, I, I was actually tempted to go on a bit of a rant and just do a, a go live on my channel and just talk about this. It's not a big deal, but like I just kind of feel like um, you know I, I'm interested to know what other people think about it as well. But like with next generation um really close now obviously that's really exciting and everything there's a lot of emphasis being put on the um next gen launch lineup of games which um in my opinion is a bit random i know you people want to play you know brand new great games on day one uh but they're putting an emphasis on these 30 games i don't know if you've seen them circulating around twitter uh there's a bunch of games on there um but um there's, there's quite a few indie games on there. There's some games which are even old and they're just sort of getting a, a revamp, like Ori and the Will of the Wisps is getting 120 fra frames on on Xbox um, on, on day one, which is cool. These games are great, but that, I don't know why they're putting it as, as launch games. It's sort of a bit random. But, you know, the Falconeers on that list as well, which is great to see it getting attention. Uh, I love that. And it's a, it's a game we've been looking forward to a while. But um, it's also weird, I find, that this um, the emphasis is being poured into these select games um it feels like because the, the reason i'm saying that is because there's a ton of games releasing all the time i feel like the the crux of this topic is basically um do you guys think that like a do you think that this is a bit of a out of date sort of uh, mindset to feel like uh, you know we need a launch lineup on day one because the way things are now is games available from four generations um and it's like it just feels absolutely bizarre you know putting all this emphasis it's like a, in my opinion they're pandering to a, a sort of out of date mindset of like previous generations you need that you're, you're leaving behind the last generation and you're going to be taking forward six games that release on day one and the others are gone do you know what i mean that's the launch think, lineup and now do you I think like it would have been a better than in terms, I can't say where you're coming from. Do you think, in yeah. terms of what it would be better then, is it actually instead of just here is six launch day titles, it is here is a month's calendar, and here are the games that are going to be releasing every day on that month, each shining a light on those specific games on those days, rather yeah. than, as you said, a kind of here's six games, forget about that. It's yeah, kind, kind of then of, left to do, its yeah. own sort of situation. Do you think there's a different way of, I suppose, do you think there's a different way of promoting games than probably the old standard version of here's a whole chunk? Yeah. That would highlight I've, game, I've, gen, bigger games in general. Yeah, I mean, it's big and small games. They're on that list, there's some in, mm. indie games, there's big games on this. There's, I think they've got a sturdy list, but like half of them are old games that have got a um, an update, essentially. Um, but yeah, like I say, it just, it just makes me a little bit sad because like the Falconeer is on there. I'm loving that the Falconeer is on there, by the way. I'm really, I've supported that. I've, I've had that, that game on my channel uh, in a video before you know it was announced as an idea xbox game so i love i'm not saying anything about negative about falconry but i'm just saying that other games aren't getting the line as well it's because you know those guys it, all it is is that they've got the marketing right essentially the falconry has done a good job of linking up with idea xbox and getting into this marketing sort of um 30 games thing which is great for the games that are in it but essentially other games are getting left on the wayside again you know what i mean so like what you said there i understand what you mean it's like someone in um froggy team T. Wright, I think he's misunderstood what you said. He's put, it's not outdated to let people bring their games forward and enhance them. I think what 
I think Indy's getting that. He's, he's got no argu arguments with bringing no, games. Not that, yeah. It's just yeah. The, it's just the emphasis is on these games that other games are getting left out. Yeah, I'll try and say it again. I've probably yeah. said it really badly. Can I just say what I'll just say one more sentence before I ask? I promise I'll let you go. Then. I just want to make sure I've got this right. Because uh, that, yeah, it's not that at all, Froggy, my friend. It's um, it's basically you know that these games have been you know put into um, a day one thing. This is day one games, but but essentially there's games all around this state that are going to be available. It's not a, a launch launch day set of games is is irrelevant in now is what I'm saying. There'll be more games available to us. Um, these games are getting put into the spotlight um, because they got the marketing right, and you know, and teamed up with Xbox or whatever. And now they're in the in the uh, Xbox tweets, essentially. Um, but yeah, it's like, do you guys think that? Like, I feel that this is because generations don't actually exist anymore. Game games are now uh, consoles are now just sort of like upgrade. This is an upgrade on the last console, essentially, and that's what it's going to be. You're upgrading your your PC, basically. You're upgrading your console. In between, it's not like um, a defined generation where you leave anything behind. You're carrying everything through for the next generation. I will shut up now and let you guys talk about. I'm more interested to know if you think um, generations exist still, and you know how you think this might. If you agree with me, if you think this is sort of like a, a weird way of them promoting certain games when there's more games going to be available around the time. Anyway, <laughs> there, what do you reckon? I definitely agree with you about the fact that they should be highlighting the games that are actually newer that are coming out, not the old ones that are going to be up -rezzed. Which, which is good. That's good. They're coming forward. Just more emphasis on the newer games that are coming out or the not the ones that are getting up -rezzed. And Generation J, you are right. I mean, it seems now, even with the PlayStation, because they're getting the PS4 games are coming with you or whatever, it, these are like incremental, more powerful upgrades. So with your PC, you upgrade your parts or you buy a new PC or whatever. This is the yeah. console side. You're just getting a more powerful machine. I mean, mostly your Xbox will look the same. Your PlayStation's getting a little UI upgrade. I think... I think uh, 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 It's not a little UI upgrade. Come on, let's yeah, be fair. Yeah, it's I know. 4K. It's a huge update. Huge yeah, I know. Update. It's about, <laughs> what I'm, I'm on about the, the most important point it's 4k <laughs> <laughs> all right okay word it, right. It, it looks much better than the ps4 one my emphasis is we're talking about games here the most important thing is is you're bringing your games forward and there isn't massive massive differences there's power differences exactly and, the, and that's basically it generations have technically gone you, you are right I, mm. But you, you, but you have the right to disagree, you know? Exactly, yeah. Do you disagree? Yeah, I, don't, anyway. I don't think generations have gone. Why's that? And that's what I've got to say on that. <laughs> <That's> no, <laughs> no, no reason for that, then. I think what Waterstreet is saying is, well, at least the way I look at the generation aspect is maybe in the traditional sense of generations, it has... Uh, is, is disappearing but a new sense of generations so for instance a new generations of software technical uh, technical ai you know um is coming on board so when we say for instance you'd see the sega master system versus the sega saturn that was a huge jump in software and in terms of the actual hardware 
where now it seems to be there's there is incremental jumps in terms of hardware but it's it seems to be the bigger jumps are now much more in terms of software in terms of cloud-based software in terms of ai learning so maybe we're thinking about it in a an old school format in terms of we're used to seeing something jump in graphical in terms of hardware we're seeing something jump in you know the we're seeing something as a, as a physical entity get 10 times better when actually we're seeing, we're not seeing it now. We're seeing something much more, we're, we're seeing something happen. We're not seeing it's behind the curtain. So AI learning is a big thing now, you know, ray tracing, um, you know, these aspects are big jumps, but we, whilst we can see the benefit of them, we're probably not seeing them, as a physical entity and so therefore we probably don't see it as a generational thing where potentially it is probably a generational thing again this is could be me talking about my ass but that's how i'm seeing it i'm seeing is it's we are seeing a generational mm-hmm. thing in terms of software and that's where the generation things come in exactly yeah exactly yeah, i agree with that oh, I interesting so, so I just want to understand what do you exactly mean? Like, um, this is the stops. What do you mean by do generations exist? Do you mean like, oh, like Xbox Series X and Xbox One, or do you mean like games, or what in terms of what exactly? Because it's changed. Because, like, back when you had PS4 and PS2, etc., it was a whole new thing. Now, with with Xbox One, you've got now, and you've got Xbox Series X, it's although it's I don't think it's okay. It's, it's it's a step up in power, but it's not like a real big leap in a generation because you're taking all your games with you. So it just feels like an incremental upgrade to me. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah I understand what you mean. Yeah, yeah. No, I have... go ahead. Sorry, who was yeah. that? You've not really seen the next generation games yet. No, I haven't. But I'm just you know. So so yeah, you can play your old games. Like you that's not the point though well. it's not whether they're good or not it's just the way the way the generations have merged it's like you're not leaving anything behind that's the point so it doesn't feel like a new generation technically yeah no i yeah. agree with stubs it, it doesn't feel like you know the jump from where you know we jumped from ps2 to ps3 or ps3 to ps4 where the games looked much better and it was a big change you know like between between xbox 360 and xbox one it was it was much much bigger change than it is now now you feel like you know it's it's the same games we have and a bit of new games 4k 60 fps so they improved the graphics they improved a lot of the, the software stuff you know so i feel like it's more um this generation is more about graphical fidelity and performance rather than an actual leap where you see you see a big improvement. I don't think we're gonna see any any more improvement than this. Like, okay, yeah, the games can can look better in a in four years time. We're gonna see real next gen games. But for now, we'll really see when they learn they learn how to to use the hardware, how to use exactly. But for me, that's, that's gonna be software more orientated. On this panel, I'm probably one. I say I'm not gonna see a leap, but I will because. I'm going to get a Series X and I haven't got a 4K TV yet, but I will have a 4K TV. I'm moving for Xbox Series, uh, sorry, Xbox One S. I haven't got an Xbox One X, so technically I will see a graphical jump compared to others. 
you but, get are you getting an X or an S dot stub? Sorry, I'm getting it. I'll, I'll I'll get the X. If you're if getting I, an X, make sure you get the right TV, my friend. If you want 120 frames, I'm not going to get. You... <laughs> <laughs> no, you could get a lot of um, new TVs have 120 refresh rate. I'm sure we'll see. We're variable refresh rate, but some of those are pretty expensive. <laughs> like my current TV, uh, my current monitor is pretty, uh, pretty nifty. Yeah, monitors are good for us if you didn't want to go TV route, but it depends if you want it in your lounge and all that. Well, I, monitors I like... more refresh rate versus 4K, isn't it? I think 4K monitors are still quite expensive, where in terms of a 4K TV, they're not as expensive, but they do right. then have other aspects, like, for instance, your monitor is much better at your refresh rate, yes, uh, where yeah. your TV, unless it's got, it, it's got variable refresh rate and uh, upgrade HDMI, which some of them don't actually have at the moment, they're still quite expensive. So you can get your 4K, which is pretty cheaper. It's a lot yeah, cheaper these days on TV versus your, your monitor. Um, oh, but it suffers with a refresh rate. Yeah, I see Just uh, my PC monitor. I see what you mean, Rue, with fancy. It all depends if I can get hold of an Xbox Series X this year. Well, I'll hook you up. See, so that's it. We'll still hook you up. 100 K okay. subscribers. I'll get you on the mic. <laughs> but no. Um, um, my yes. TV is 4K 60 hertz, so it's it. That's what I, I will keep for now. I won't change it until until a long mm. time, like maybe in two years or one year time. Just mm, yeah. change it to a 120 hertz one. That's and that's about it. Yeah, I'm mainly on the PC anyway now. But did you get what I mean, guys, like with regards to these games that are being shown as launch games? They're not really launch games for one thing. They're not, no. Do you understand? I know I didn't... I didn't didn't really articulate it very well, but like um, it just annoys me a little bit because like certain games are getting pushed into that limelight and there's good, and why you put an emphasis on games that are releasing on day one when there's four generations of games there that you probably haven't played either? You know what I mean? Like uh, games that are from you know a couple of weeks ago, games that are going to be launching throughout the month. There's tons of other games that aren't actually on that list as well. Um, you just have to look for them. You know what I mean? It's a, like it's just games. <laughs> God I think I think the promotion of games has always been down a particular route, and so. For the day one launch, that is a enticement for a day yep. one purchase. But as you quite thing. rightly said, it is, you know, I say I'll, I'll use a very bad example. Um, so it's been, it's, I'm not going to say it's going to be, but Xbox Series X, it arrives Monday. So on Monday, you'll have these six yep. games. What exactly. you don't know about is on Tuesday, there's another three games. Exactly. On Wednesday, there's another four games. On Thursday, there's another three games. And nothing of those has been mentioned. I think that's what you're saying. That's where you're finding it yeah. frustrating. Not, to, not why... to mention 200 games in Game Pass, etc. Exactly. I mean? And this is where <laughs> I think maybe they... And it would probably benefit them as well, Xbox as well, if if they went down... I think they did it in the 360 era. I'm sure they did a... A, a monthly calendar and it highlighted what games were being released on that day and it, yeah. you could spot every day some new game was coming out so it it just enticed you as a consumer to go, oh christ oh monday we're getting this game oh tuesday we're getting that game oh wednesday we're getting that game mm. um i can see the ultimate focus of just shoving six games on there i think that's more that is pr 
specifically for to entice people to buy the the Xbox One X or Xbox yeah. One S day one. Not the it's, best it's, PR, I agree though. Because it's, I it's, think... market, it's all marketing, like you see, like you're getting out of the right. It's all marketing, and it's 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 harkening back to previous generations' mindsets. That's what I feel. Like people still want to have a launch lineup when you don't. It's not it's not really relevant. You know, a launch lineup. Obviously, there will be games there. There's. It's not like like I say. It's not a bunch of games, and that's all you'll have. You come home from the shop with with you know like a couple of games you're going to choose for the what you know day one. No, you're not. You're going to have. 200 in game pass you're gonna have three generations back if you were, were invested in the system from back then you know what i mean and you know there's a ton of others that are going to be launching around that time as well that haven't they haven't mentioned because they haven't uh, been affiliated with their marketing setup so and just as good and just as as enjoyable sort of thing right. and will benefit from the xbox series x hardware and software um yeah it, it does it does doesn't make sense but then again this could be tying in back to what VJ says, where they've still got maybe a slightly old mindset on certain elements that they need to tweak Definitely. to just showcase themselves off better. But then again, that could be said as the gaming, you know, that could be said as the gaming uh, industry in general. The change is hard and it's going to take time to progress out of certain hardened mindsets as we are now are you know just talking about generations in terms of hardware it's becoming more software generations you know it's yeah we ourselves are doing the same sort of thing you know so and if we're struggling (laughs) you can imagine how they're struggling to try and do it as well so i can Mm. definitely understand the reason behind it could they go about, about it i think they can Maybe that mm. just needs a little push from the community to say, look, actually, why don't you do this? And in, in fairness, you know, maybe they thought about it and it's not up to them or it's too much of a budget thing or, I mean, I don't know. Um, but yes, I can see that it is an old school mindset that's still yep. remnants. But again, that could evolve. Again, it's something that potentially could evolve. Most definitely. Do you all jump in, Mr. Tushy, with your, your thoughts? Yeah, this topic's gone a bit long. I can't remember what the first bit was. <laughs> about uh, God of War. Generations that exist and there's been an emphasis on the old games rather than the new games that are coming out. Uh, the way I feel regarding Generations now is a uh, uh, mouthful of smoke. Um it doesn't feel the same. I think it's because we're in a different mindset now. Where, for ex- say, for example, you're on the Master System back in the nineties. Then, when you upgraded to the Mega Drive, you didn't give a shit about the old games no more. You just wanted all the new stuff. Mm-hmm. And now we're, we're in a mindset now where I've got a backlog. I've got an, well, a backlog as well. Uh, I've got seven hundred plus games on my Xbox One. They're all, all coming with me, and you, think, you know nothing's getting left behind now. So it doesn't feel like a, a generation. You're still getting the generation leap regarding tech-wise, but it's it's just the, the software-wise. Uh, I think the only generation leap really is the where the games are designed, but what they can do with it, the technology that they have. No. If you, so, yeah. you know, like, you know, like regarding like uh, working around an SSD to bring bigger open worlds to us, stuff like that. And I think they're mm. the only generation leaps we're going to have, really. 
I don't feel like as a generation leap regarding consoles because everything's to everything comes with us, if you know what I mean. Nothing's yeah. been left behind no more. And it hasn't been for nearly 20 years now on Xbox now. Well, now we can go back. I don't know. That's Sounds how I like, feel regarding it. Sounds like you're going to war or something. I know yours will be different. Why would you presume that? Well, I like to have different views on this show. Well, as far as I've said, I can play God of War PS4 on the PS5. So, and 99% of the PS4 game. I don't know why they specifically said 99%. Um, but yeah, yeah, the, the few games I want to play on the next generation, uh, I still can. So, they said 99% because if they said 100%, and then there's those 10 games that don't, was it 10 games? Yeah, 10 games. If they put if they if they say 100% but 10 games don't work, that's not 100%. So, thanks for teaching us about percentage. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Oh, he's kidding. It'd be a false marketing, wouldn't it? Really, if you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, there's been a lot of false marketing. (laughs) Well, Well, no, not false. No, yes, five games won't work on PS4. Well, it's not it's not false until the console's released, technically. So nothing's really been false. That's true. Because you can, think count, you can cancel your pre-order up to the day of it coming out, really. So it's not Never false. I'm just saying you could do it. Not <laughs> like you were misled. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, so like last time two out. when I tried to get my money back and they wouldn't give it to me. Why? Why uh, do you want to give? That's that's the best game on PS4, I think. Is it? <laughs> Seriously, I absolutely love that. I, I, I rated that myself, 97. I rated that higher than any Xbox. I'm a big Xbox fan. I rated it pretty much higher than nearly every game I've played on the Xbox. 97? Yeah, wow. I, I really, I Why it. 97, specifically? It, it, it was the immersion of being in the game. It just felt like you were there. Like the sound effects, like the echoing in the streets when you're shooting. It sounded like it was real. It's, Last of Us 1, right? I couldn't stand it. But you're on about Last of Us 2? Yeah. Not 1? No. I couldn't really? stand it. <laughs> I preferred 1 over 2. Did it you not really... annoy you playing as a certain character? Did that not annoy you? I you loved really it that they killed Joel. He doesn't know what to say. You prated. I, when the, when, when, I when expect had... this from actually, to be honest. When they had the part of his brain on the end of the finger, I, I found it good because... He was the bad guy in all of this. If if you read this, if you see the story properly, it's he is. But they could have done it. They, they could have allowed you to play as Joel for a bit longer than yeah. like five seconds. <laughs> it was only a few hours in, weren't it? About four hours in, was it? He got wiped out. Like ten minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no. um, but seriously, Abby's Abby's father. Abby's father's currently... We're not spoiling stuff for people, by the way, so don't spoil the people. No, <laughs> on, um, spoilers, if, you, if you look on Twitter, Abby's father is in the motion cap saying, back to work. So I don't know if that's for DLC for Last of Us 2 or if it's a completely different project, but he's in a motion capture suit and he said, back to work. I didn't even know Abby's father... I can't remember anything to do with Abby. Uh, I tried to forget her, to be honest. <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> I just thought she was badass. So I do. Yeah, but uh, 
that's for another topic between you two. <laughs> <laughs> don't you do our own show. Anyway, no I think you could. Yeah. Is, is that everyone's thoughts on the current subject? Not going to lie, I could probably carry on talking about this one, but yeah, I'll have to say yes because I know you want to finish. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably bring this to... back home when you probably come on again. I might have to do that. Um, that do, yeah, do, do, podcast do, do, on my own, yeah. <laughs> that rank cast. If you know what I mean. Just got to get to sleep. Can't live by themselves and um, go on a tirade a lot of the YouTubers do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and Luca does that a lot. Yeah, that is that. Yeah, I'll do it with removable, one on one with removable. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, it, that may last for about six hours. Though, yeah. Are you sure you really want to try? <laughs> yep. One last thing I want to add is that I'm not gonna actually gonna play a lot of the next gen games. So I'm gonna be playing. I'm gonna be streaming um, AC Valhalla, and um, I'm gonna be playing like Cold War. But other than that, all I'm gonna be playing is like Forza and all the old games. Mm. So, no like, indie games. Of... sorry, what was that? I said no new indie few, games. My first few games that I'll be playing. Yeah, yeah. Go. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely Go gonna play Go like um, a few Go indie on, games sure. that I wanted to play that came out uh, like t- this this year and last year. Sushi. Mm. Mm. <coughs> sorry, Corona. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Because VJ is coming over to Xbox from the PlayStation side. Oh, Mido's um, still in the chat. Second. No, no, just someone I put I pulled over to uh, the Stubcast is still in the chat. This is not the Stubcast. This is moving. <laughs> oh, okay. Because <laughs> uh, v- oh, v- v- VJ is coming Carry over on. to the Xbox. There's so many games he wants to play. So we have plans yeah. that he, we want, we want, he wants to do the Gears campaign as co-op. So I'll be in that with him. Uh, he wants to. He's desperate to play Forza Horizon Four, so I'll be jumping. That, that'll be the first game I'm playing on the Series X, just to try it out, see what the differences are. That's uh, what I want to play day one. Literally on the first day that I unbox it, I want to play Forza Horizon Four. We spoke about that. On Twitter, I've never had it? an Xbox. Yeah, so I really want to play it. Cool. So, what do you play on Ronin? Sorry, you play on PlayStation? Do you play on PC? Sorry. I play on all platforms like PlayStation, PC, Switch. I I still even have my 3DS and Game Boy, so I I, I still play games on my 3DS from time mm-hmm. to time. Cool. Mostly Pokemon games. But you're getting into the Xbox with the Series X, you say? Yeah, yeah. Cool. So I have a lot to play. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Anything else to add? Anyone about the, what we're talking about? No, I'll just no, I'll just say really. I'll just say one more thing about that. It's yeah. just I, you know, look out, look beyond the marketing of Xbox. You know, there are other games to check out, guys. That's all mm-hmm. I'd say. You know, mar- mm-hmm. you know the Falconer has, has been marketed because it's under 120 frames per second and all that good stuff. But it's all marketing at the end of the day. You know, games are perform wonderfully. Um, you know, you don't and you don't have to focus so much on those statistics all the time. Games are wonderful for other reasons that then they can run at a certain frame rate you know what i mean just go and check out the games sorry if i've come across like a bit of a joke but i was trying to get it off my chest and it totally went wrong so there we go <laughs> also to add to that point to, to add to that point like don't expect 
next generation to be like a leap from PS2 to PS4. So just keep yeah. in mind that it's going to be just a graphic fidelity. Like it's going to be 60 FPS, 4K. It's going to look a little bit better. Your eyes exactly. are going to notice a small difference, but don't expect too much and, and you know, ruin ruin yourself by well doing said. that. Agreed, definitely. There's a lot of games that I want to go back to that um, that struggled this gen. Like, for example, um, I like the look of uh, Generation Zero. Which is like a, a robots taking over the world, but it's yeah. set in the eighties. Yeah. Like, when you when you get so many robots on screen, you get a lot of ten FPS. It just the game pretty much crashes. <laughs> and that's one game I'd like to draw a bit. Same as uh, Terminator Resistance. Uh, it's one of my best games I've played this gen, um, but it does struggle. Ten FPS. The, around there. Really. It just, it just drops really that's low. That's terrible. On an Xbox. On the Series X as well. Really demanding when they have the um, when you get like say like ten robots on screen all attacking you at once, the, the whole game just pretty much freezes. Oh, maybe maybe that you should get it on the PC. <laughs> it won't work on my PC. <laughs> oh, is that because game? Is that because not all the games are on Game Pass on PC? No, it's no, just, it hasn't got a capable computer to it. My PC oh. struggles to run um, an Edge browser. Oh, <laughs> I thought you no meant joke. it didn't work on PC. No, no, no. My PC's like about 12 years old. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I need a new one. That should be in the <laughs> museum. <laughs> yeah. oh. And back then, brand new, it cost me 400 quid, so it's really old. <laughs> so there's no point. I, I struggled to apply. I brought um, Red Alert 2. Uh, that, uh, and it struggles to play that, you know. Really? Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> your mobile, well, your mobile would do a better job. I'm not joking. <laughs> oh, that's true. That is true. Two is on the mobile, so <laughs> out, I think it might. Be. My phone has got more memory than your PC. <laughs> Twelve gigabyte RAM. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got four gig on my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got the same, so you know. But my laptop can run um, a lot of programs, and it can also run Sony Vegas Pro 17, so I can make videos, so it ain't too bad. But you know. hey, I, I downloaded uh, Vegas Pro 18 um, on my finger, but it's, it's what it come up saying the requirement was 8 gig of RAM. So I was like, ah, oh, no chance. It's, it's like double the RAM I've got. No, I, I, <laughs> it, it works all right on mine, 17, but um, I can't remember what RAM I've got, but... It works enough to make videos. It does. So, you know what? There's a really good. Um, there's a really good laptop that's uh, not branded. It's Chinese, but um, it has really good specs. If you want, like, a, just a basic thing, it's four hundred pounds on Amazon, and it's got like sixteen gigabyte RAM. Yeah. It runs Windows ten. It's really, really good. Like my brother, um, my my brother's college gave him that to do his work on. And it's a really capable laptop. Like, it obviously, it doesn't do gaming because of the the graphics card, but it's really good for work and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll, nice. I'll get one at one point. It's, the problem is, I've got the, the Series X is coming out next month. I've got to buy a gaming PC for my son for his birthday next month. The iPhone 12 is coming out, and then are you, also are on the TV that? next year. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot in there, definitely. So, the PC is at the back somewhere. I'm sticking on the yeah. PC. I don't, I'm not even going to be getting a uh, next-gen console day one. So. I haven't touched PC since 2007. <laughs> so, PC, uh, PC for the win. What happened in 2007? Yeah. yeah. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna end it there because <laughs> we could go on. is on in twenty minutes. So. <laughs> Jesus. Right, thank you. It's been a very good show tonight. Thanks for Conda News. Thanks, Fastback Shisno, Rich G, Polso, um, Conda, UK Dazarus. Oh, there's been, there's been, there's been so many Midu. Great host. Mr. Tushy. Fugly. Fugly. Back from the dead. Midu 11. Yeah, there's been so many, so many. Thank you for coming Dragon Wolf. Dragon Wolf. Dragon Wolf as well. Rich G. Removable sanity. (laughs) No, he's just a tosser. I wouldn't talk about him. (laughs) talks too much. I didn't actually expect such a response on my... My my first podcast back after having a week off after being in hospital, but it's been it's been really good. It has been a good one, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah, yeah I've enjoyed the podcast. Except everyone probably hates me now, so <laughs> I'm just just trying we to. We never get we don't hate you. Honestly, <laughs> trust me. Nobody hates you. Don't we? Uh, my, my 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 thought process is to, you know to open you know the positivity of the 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 uh, topic. By the way, guys, it's not to try and be negative. <laughs> I just I think I've come across completely wrong. But um, no, you know, you'll be just, fine. Just the open mindedness in, in, is I encourage. But <laughs> thanks, yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks, Matt Barton. I didn't know you were listening. Yeah, he's been oh, listening. Yeah. He's been listening all the show. What's up, Matt? Hello, Matt. Thanks, mate. Matt. I, I truly appreciate <laughs> you all stopping by and tuning into Midweek Gaming. Oh, the second subcast. No. Oh, wow. <laughs> you wouldn't have come over with so. Yeah. <laughs> so, thank you, everyone. Um, Rome, Ronan Samurai. Um, can you yep. please tell everyone where they can find you? But I've also put your links in the description, and we will definitely have to have you back on again in the future because it's been really fun. Oh yes, yeah. I will. I will. I will. I will definitely enjoy being here again. You know, thank you for having me today, and it's it's, it's amazing to talk to you guys and hear you know your all your opinions and everything. And um, it's really nice to talk to you, indie gamer. You know, I'm sure we'll get along talking about indie games. Definitely, buddy. <laughs> Cheers. And, appreciate uh, that. Thanks to everyone who came to the show. You know, you can find me on Twitter, tag me in any post, talk to me, uh, sub to my channel. I will start streaming in November. And uh, yeah, thanks to everyone who watched the show today. Thank you. Thank you, Indie Gamer. Thanks for coming on. It's always a great pleasure when you get to come on the show. It's always a great, great fun and a great laugh to hear your perspective on gaming and indie games. It's always a pleasure to hear, buddy. Thank you, my friend. Uh, it's a, obviously, it's a, uh, my pleasure is all mine hanging with you guys. I'm so glad to see, you know, your channel is doing so well and great to see you back in the, <laughs> at, at the helm. <laughs> and, you know, you're getting a great, great, awesome turnout today, my friend. That's oh, fantastic well, to see. We, we, we peaked at 36. We did, so That's it's very pretty good. pretty damn epic, yeah, my cool. friend. Yeah, you des- you, you know, deserve that. Earlier, you know, since earlier, when I put on Twitter, I hit 250 50 subscribers. I'm now at 262s, which is quite oh, good. Wow. Nice, buddy. Mm. It's what it's all about is those little growths, but you know, you got, but you got to be like consistent, and that's exactly what you're doing. Just got to keep it going, and you'll I'm you'll, you'll go far, my friend. But it's well, been a lot of fun hanging with you all. Thank you very much, um, everyone. Uh, nice, you know, nice plug. 
It's yes, well, thank you very much. I just wanted to say thanks, uh, Ronan. Ronan, Sarah, my first time uh, seeing you. I've seen your avatar knocking around on Twitter quite a bit. I've been curious, so it's been a pleasure to hang with you for the first time, my friend. And I'll definitely have to hit you up, uh, get you on the Indie Games podcast if you're interested. <laughs> but, thank um, you, yeah, it was a pleasure talking to you, and I would love to be on your podcast as well. Oh, that is very kind, thank you, my friend. Well, yeah, and thanks, everyone. Else. You're all guests, you... <laughs> yeah, <but> that's <laughs> got the fishing rod out there, yeah, <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah, um, no, it's great hanging with all of you guys. You know I love you all, but you're fantastic. And uh, thanks to everyone who's come out in the chat. And my channel, if you wanted to check it out, if you haven't already, is the Indie Gamer forward slash... Uh, sorry, it's actually YouTube forward slash the Indie Gamer, all one word, uh, on YouTube. And uh, on Twitter, I'm Indie underscore Gamer underscore zero one. And it's all about indie games, that channel. So, Warshu, you might want to walk away from it. <laughs> but, but I love you. I love the banter. Wars I, was too, already, I was already subscribed. I might. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! What we done? <laughs> no, it's been it's been fun, guys, and thank you very much for once again for the invite. Although I sort of invited myself, so I apologise. So empty. I'm glad I did now. Oh, brilliant! Cheers, Stubbs. It's been great. Thank you, mate. Where are we going now? Removal Sanity, thank you for being a, a lovely co-host again. Where can That's people find you? Thank you for having again for just even let me talk because I know it, I can talk a bit too much. Um, you can sure. find me. <laughs> I'm very quiet in real life, really. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter under Removal Sanity, YouTube under Removal Sanity, and Minds.com under Removal Sanity. Uh, and failing that, on this lovely show with these amazing co-hosts. Thank you. Mr. Tushi, the where can people find you and tell people about your great community gaming night you also host? Uh, you can find me here every Wednesday. Um, you can find me on Twitter and uh, Facebook, Xbox and PlayStation 4 as Mr. Tushy. Uh, you can find me on Twitch as Mr. Tushy underscore 84. Um, every Saturday I do a community game night where uh, random people just join in. We have a great time. Uh, Playing games usually on Game Pass. It's at 9 p.m. Uh, UK time on every Saturday till one o'clock in the morning. Uh, Nuf Nukem starts his show at one in the morning till God knows what time in the five o'clock in the morning, I think, where he carries it on, which gives about people about a 10 hour window to jump in and have fun, meet new people. Uh, I, just want, I just want to say um, it's nice to meet Ronnie for the first time. Uh, we, we do talk on Twitter quite a lot. And it's, it's I've had a, I've had a really great show today. It's been really good. Yeah, it's been really really. Good really good show. I'm going to give VJ's plugs. Uh, VJ had to leave yeah. unfortunately because mm. the internet's down his area. You can find VJ on numerous podcasts. The man, <laughs> the man's everywhere. Four guys of quarters, boom shows, all sorts. You can find him at, at Viewpoint Gaming on Twitter. His links are in the description. When he talks, people listen. Now, you're either going to agree with him or you're going to disagree with him. But either way, it's a fun conversation to have. It is. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, VJ thank- for the win. VJ's a legend. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, thanks, Rich G. And Warstu, thanks for coming in for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but where can we find you, Warstu? Come on. 
Yeah. Um, at Stub Gaming on Twitter, Stubs Gaming on YouTube, <laughs> and uh, Stubs Gaming on Facebook. You ain't reached the numbers yet. <laughs> Close. Plug yourself. Not that. Plug yourself. Plug uh, yourself in. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> Twitch.tv forward slash Warstu. YouTube. Uh, no, um, Injustice Wars 2. Oh, you want your main one? Okay. Um, <laughs> Wars 2 Flash. Uh, wait, what, oh, I've got about. Okay. What's going on? He's got a <laughs> lot of Wars 2s. Stop him on YouTube. Just type in Wars 2 and it will come up. There you go. Probably come up my other channels. Injustice Wars 2 is actually a real channel, though. I wasn't making that up. Right, well, I think I've got like a thousand subscribers on that one. I don't know. That's my backup one. I'll just type towards you in Google. And it's just to put up a picture of Sam Fox. <laughs> <laughs> I might do. <laughs> right. I'm I'm I thought VJ weren't coming back on, so <laughs> you kept, kept asking, so I'll let, I'll, I'll let you pop in. But I'm going to have to get you on the Stubscast soon. I asked once. Let's get it straight. I asked once. Oh yeah, okay. It will happen. It will happen. I tell you, I'll, I'll hit. I need four, like just under five thousand subs, and then I'll come. It'll be okay. my hundred thousand special. All right, then. I'll, I'll leave it. Then. Anyway, thank you for coming, everyone, and coming out and supporting the the midweek gaming every Wednesday, ten p.m. British summer time. But I'm gonna have to start saying GMT instead soon because we're approaching. We're approaching winter soon. Um, it's every 5pm EST every Wednesday and 2pm EST every Wednesday. Thank you for coming and thank you for the panel and thank you for the lovely guests. It's, it was nice to have you both on and it was nice to, fi- nice to, nice to finally get to speak to you, Ronan, in person. Thank you. Thank you. Stop, stop so speaking to you all as well. Yep. Yeah, um, I've got, I've got one last question. Oh, What's all this Sam Fox or yeah, Fox yeah, Sam yeah. stuff about? We were about to say something. I was going to ask you, are you going to stream some more Ori, my friend, on Twitch? I probably will, and I might actually get my headset and all that, and you know, because I'm I am a Twitch affiliate as well. So, oh, all right, all right, get up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, haven't you got some Not subs? flexing or anything? <laughs> yeah, subscribers on there as well, doesn't he? Paid subscribers. Have you? <laughs> I don't get paid much. Trust me. I know. Yeah. It's yeah. Well, you can follow me at at um, Stubbs Gaming on Twitter, and you can like and subscribe on this channel. I'd much appreciate it. Just like to thank everyone, and I will see you all next week. And I'll announce who's on, who's on the show next week throughout the week. I will. Thank you, everyone, and good night. Thank you for.